We'll have this discussion. Discussion? What discussion? This is a discussion. Combustion. Coming to you from Denver, Colorado. This is Discussion Combustion Podcast with your hosts, Kevin Batstone and Arthur Raw. Everybody, welcome back into Discussion Combustion. It's episode 85. You know we've been in this for a little bit. We have Avi in here today from Bueller Jewelers. Is that what it is? Bueller Jewelers. There it is. Let's go. And uh, we're, we're very excited. This is an anticipated episode. It I is, mean, because we had you booked. We had you booked for a minute. And then, you know, I'm happy you came through COVID strong. Yep. Um, and, and, and you're in here, man. Happy New Year. So we're excited. We've been excited for this one. And if you guys are out there and you're excited to, to get your legs moving or have activities, definitely visit Wild Outdoor Adventures. That's W-O-A-M-E-E-T.com. That's right, guys. It's a free and easy-to-use website. You've heard us talk about them weekly, doing tremendous things, bringing people together, you know, getting them away from the screens and getting them outdoors. That's what the whole mission of this company is. Hope for teens, hope for veterans, hope for singles. You just moved to Colorado, you want to get outdoors, this is a great way to do it. You can start a blog over there. You can set up a page for free. If you're a Colorado entrepreneur and you own a small business, you can put that on there as well to connect with others. Absolutely. So it's, um, you know, a lot of resources available with WOA, but the main mission is to get people outside. Mm -hmm. We know it's been tough with COVID. Sure, it's a little cold right now. But it doesn't mean you can't sign up, you know, talk with some people, connect with some people, talk about some outdoor gear, learn a few things along the way. Um, it doesn't cost anything but your time, you know. They're on all social media platforms. See some of the hikes they've done on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Wild Outdoor Adventures, man, they got you covered. Yeah, and I mean, Kevin really covered it all. But, you know, if you're curious about Colorado um, and, and you're interested in the state and you want to do something that's COVID-friendly and talk about it prior to doing it, this is a great place to get comfortable with that sort of approach to, you know, seeing the world and, um, you know, it's going to keep going, and that's less dreaming and more exploring. Discussion Combustion is also brought to you by Mountain Made CBD. For your active, crystal clear CBD, go to mountainmade.life. That's right, man. That's that CBD fuel that you need to succeed. You know, it's for that activated lifestyle or the regular lifestyle. These guys are constantly tweaking and innovating their product. We love it. I've been taking the combat every day, taking the recover at night to help that's me great. get some rest. Great stuff, man. You know, a lot of people didn't like the Magnolia, so Mountain Maid said, all right, we'll tweak that, and we'll add a little chamomile now. Yeah. So these guys are working on their product, man. Everything you need in the CBD industry, you're going to find it at MountainMade.life. And they have the new Defend? Defend is out. Mm-hmm. Defend. So that's elder, elderberry. It's elderberry. 25 yeah. milligram CBD plus elderberry to mm-hmm. keep your immune system ripping tater chip. I'm for that one. Combat. So you're combating the day. You know, mm-hmm. it's like your multivitamin plus CBD. I still do the boost on my, you know, 2 o'clock lowdown, like getting me those electrolytes, you know? Yeah. Boost up the day. Yeah, it's great stuff. I know my dad just bought some. You know, we got people doing auto pay, auto ship. That's a great feature as well. Auto discount. Bundle and save, guys. You've heard Mm -hmm. it. It's no different. You know, put it in there each month. What do you need? You're going to need a little bit of build, boost, recover, combat, puff. Maybe you have some furry friends. CBD for dogs. Does the dog have arthritis? Yes. Dogs have arthritis. CBD eases their pain. Glucosamine. Mm Mm-hmm. CBD, it's, it's, it really is tremendous, man. People say, well, I don't feel anything from CBD. You know, they're expecting a euphoric feeling. Well, you know what? It's not always about what you're feeling. It's what you don't feel. Yeah. Easing the pain, easing the stress, you know, easing the upset stomach, get, helping you get rest. That's mm-hmm. the mission of CBD, and Mountain Maid crushes it. They do a great job, and that is hashtag go like hell. Go like hell, baby. Let's yes. jump into this thing, man. This is episode 85. Avi. <laughs> anticipated man there's been a build-up for this one yeah i i felt bad that i had to cancel with uh, i had an exposure and i didn't want to you know put anyone at risk and then a few days later 
I got COVID. So man, yeah, that's, that's we, smart. Yeah, that's probably yeah. a good thing you took those precautions. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad to make, you know hear that you made a full recovery. Yeah, uh, I, it was, I was very lucky. It was very mild, and uh, and not everybody's as lucky. But I, I got pretty fortunate. So what it did was, it, it was uh, a few days of like a cold and a fever. Okay, um, and really that was that was all. And uh, I just had to quarantine, which felt like way too long because it was a full ten days. But if I felt like I should have been back at work at, you know, day three or four, you know, I had a little shortness of breath the first few days, but I also thought that might've been, you know, psychosomatic and, and, you know, I, I got COVID. Oh no. I'm, well, panic. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's always been um, my thought on it. Cause if I were to test positive, I feel like anxiety would take totally. Over. Yeah. Because initially. I would get tested regularly. Yeah. I was like, Oh, I have a fever. I'm about to die. Really? Yeah. Also at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, my brother is, uh, is a virologist. He has his PhD in virology. Yeah. And so him and all his PhD friends started a book club, which he's like, Hey, you should join this. And this will be a lot of fun. So we started reading pandemic books and we read a couple different ones and, and, and they were all, we read one about the Georgia flu, which is this, uh, this, uh, this flu that basically you're exposed to it. And six hours later you die. Oh. And so, you know, you're like, you're hearing all this and you're we're being super careful washing our hands, right? This is in like March, April. We're being so careful with everything. And then, you know, we're like, okay, well, I guess it's, it's not that contagious, like, you know, but it is super contagious. So we do have to be careful and wear masks and, you know, but, you know, as soon as I got, it, I was like, oh no, like this could be it. <laughs> yeah. But I was, I was, I was lucky like, that it wasn't. Cause wasn't I've heard about bad. those flus in like, um, South Asia. Where like if a mosquito gets you like you know it could be a couple of days and then like the cold sweats come in and then it's like very deadly and can la you know yeah. kills a lot of people. I forget the name of that specific. There's a lot of mosquito borne illnesses. I was actually just listening to the radio this morning and they said there's about a million mosquito borne illnesses deaths annually. Wow. A million people die from mosquito illnesses. You know, uh, West Nile. Uh, what is what's some of the other ones? I can't think of at the moment. Was uh, what, was was Zika? Zika. Zika was a big one. Yeah. You forget about those things, yeah. man. I mean, you can cover yourself in bug spray, but malaria you're still... and malaria. Like, there's a couple other ones too. Yeah. Pretty much anything that you can carry in blood. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. It's kind of crazy to think about, man. I didn't realize that the death rate was that high for mosquito borne illnesses. Right. Mm -hmm. It was kind of interesting that, you know, I, I called my brother and I said, you know, what, tell me about this whole COVID thing. And, and this was early, you know, March and like, how serious is all this before quarantine or anything started? And, uh, and he actually got with uh, John of all trades and, and you know, they went through a, a little podcast and he kind of explained what it was. And it was really interesting to listen to that and, and hear his, his you know, expertise and take on it. But one of the things he told me, which I thought was fascinating, was, you know, AIDS is a virus that we still haven't come up with a vaccine for. Mm -hmm. And so he told me, he's like, we're not necessarily going to have a vaccine within the year or two. And the fact that we have something now is incredible. And, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of a miracle. It could but, have taken, yeah, a decade. But it's it's kind of a shot in the dark after shot in the dark. And then, you know, you have to do a bunch of medical trials. And, and so the fact that we have two is kind of astounding. Yeah, it is, it yeah. is amazing, man. Yeah. I think there's still a lot, a lot of research and, and development to be done on it. Yeah, we're in the early phase for sure. You know, being that uh, they consider me an essential worker mm -hmm. in, the, in the grocery field. So yeah, we've kind of been pushing the are. front of the list. I'm just still not, I, I don't know if I'm going to get it. I really don't. Uh, I think I've said that on here before. I, I don't necessarily trust it yet i haven't seen enough data i've seen mixed reactions from people um i know some people think i'm reckless and endangering people by not taking it uh, i haven't really decided what i'm going to do yet but i don't want to take it i will tell you that yeah yeah i hear that a lot of people have a lot of concerns oh yeah 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 it's understandable you're, you're putting something in your body yeah and if uh you know it's still i mean there's so many variations to how the human body works yeah um, so it's, it, you know, once one vaccine to help all is not tangible, there's going to be 
And what if one you're one of those people that like it doesn't work well with? Like right. you, you don't know. It's everything's a risk, but then you risk getting COVID and then getting people around you sick too that you That's care the about. Risk, so, so there's right? all these different risks, right. you know. So you have to weigh your risk and yeah. ratio. Right. Yeah. You don't want to be the guy that gives it to somebody else that gives it to their grandmother or their mm-hmm. parents, and, sure. and you know. So yeah, um, and thankfully there are people a lot smarter than we all are, and they're in charge of you know developing these and and doing the trials and and uh, and so. You know, if like, I always defer to my brother on this stuff, right? If it's a jewelry mm-hmm. question, he calls me. And if it's, you know, yeah. it's a, it's a yeah. science question, it's right to my brother. But he said to me, as soon as they offer it to you, take it. He said, there's, yeah. there's no risks. He's like, you're going to be fine. He's like, if you had COVID already and you have the antibodies, then maybe you don't need it. But if you don't have mm-hmm. the antibodies, so you should get tested for antibodies. And if you don't have the antibodies, you know, I would definitely consider it. And if you wanted to talk to somebody like a virologist, I would be happy to connect you with my brother. Oh, I might have to do that, um, man. Yeah. But yeah. Because that is that is one of the, the next things I want to do on my list. I've been getting tested regularly, making sure I'm good to go, Been doing this every week, yeah. working mm-hmm. in the grocery business. I want to make sure. Which test do you do? Uh, I do the nasal swab. Yeah. I haven't done the saliva or some of the others. <laughs> yeah. But I've gotten used to it. The first one was a little rough and some of them make me want to sneeze, but it's doable. Yeah. Um, I tear and- up. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Some of them go so deep and then some of them are shallower and you're just like, and you're like, please let me get the shot. Right. And I, I think I've taken three or four and, uh, and I'm like my last one that I actually had COVID was like the least invasive. They yeah. just kind of went in there a little bit and they're like, all right, you're done. And I was like, wait a minute. Like the last lady tortured me. Like, yeah. I was picking your brain. <laughs> right, exactly. so stay, stay still, sir. Stay still. <laughs> Jamming it in right. there. Oh, that wasn't a good one. Right. We got to do it again. I'm like, come yeah. on. Yeah. I'm dying I know, here. I know. No, you're right. It does I depend know, it's on all the like leaning in my car. My eyes are closed. I'm tearing <laughs> right? up. Right. Tearing yeah. up. You got to yeah. hold that sneeze back or you want to cough. And you're just like, I can't yeah. cough. I might have COVID. I don't want to get you. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Vast majority of people around the world can sympathize with what we're saying. And right I'm now. sure the testers have seen a lot of yeah. different reactions amongst people. You know, some people don't like anything. Yeah, you know, no question. You know, they get I went. Nervous. I went to a really good friend of mine's wedding um, in uh, in September. Uh, so Labor Day weekend, he was having his wedding, and so we decided to just my like my wife and I decided I'm going to go and I'm going to be careful and and you know do all the necessary precautions. Um, and whenever I go anywhere. Um, I hunt for bourbon. It's kind of one of okay. the things I do. So I'm always extra excited to go out of state because that gives me a new opportunity to, to go to the local liquor stores and see what they have. Um, but when I came back from that trip, I, uh, I, I made sure to take a, a COVID test. And actually, this was a Boston trip. I got to visit my brother who's in Boston right now. And then uh, we drove to New Hampshire. That's where I'm from. I know. And, uh, <laughs> and I actually, on the way, uh, I got a bottle on the way, so this was in Boston, uh, and it, it was Cappies. So I don't know if you're familiar with Cappies. Here, but... here put it back on them so, so they could see it. Here, so, hold, hold it up one more time so they can see oh, the label. sure. So this is yeah. a Cappy store pick. So right now, I, so kind of a good segue. So I'm, I'm really into bourbon, and I brought four bottles of Eagle Rare 10-year, but they are all completely different, and they're all store picks, which means that the store goes down to Eagle Rare, and they get to pick, they get to taste all different barrels and buy the barrel that they think tastes best. Okay. And then bottle that up, and then it's exclusive for their store. So this bottle of Eagle oh, Rare will really not taste like any other bottle of Eagle Rare because it's unique to that. Oh. So basically, the stores get to go out and pick the barrels, and then everything they have left over gets bottled into just the regular Eagle Rare, and then it doesn't come with the shiny silver medallion. It does not. Does not. So okay. if it comes with a shiny silver medallion, it usually indicates there's a store. So this is Cappy's. Then we got a Philnor Liquor, which is a great liquor store. And, you know, I definitely promote shopping local. Um, yeah, and this sure. is on Sims and Colfax. Dan is the owner there, and he's a great guy. Um, everybody knows about Argonaut. Um, but this is an Argonaut store pick. And mm-hmm. so I'm, they probably pick more than one because they're just an enormous pick. And yeah. then I also have a Molly's. Um, so 
I think we should. We Let's should do it, man. Yeah, we I'm should, ready to we do should, it. We should taste a few. Yeah, of these. I think that's awesome that, you, that you brought prepare. those in, man. That's nice. Yeah, this yeah. could be nice. Avi showed up. He's got whiskey glasses for us. Four bottles on the table. This is a DCPC first here, doing a little whiskey tasting. It is. I'm, I'm kind of excited about this. Now, so, so are we starting? This. I do this with some of my clients too. Like they come really? in, and I'm like, you know, if, if people that's are nice nervous touch. shopping for diamonds and and buying You're engagement like, rings, have a whiskey. I'm like, hey, let's 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 drink whiskey. Right, let's have a conversation. What are you trying to achieve? I'll try to help you get there, and let's relax a little and. Let me take you on this whiskey tour, and sometimes I get a little carried away, and I'm more excited about the whiskey than about the jewelry. Uh, but we circle back and we get there. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Here. So what's the so the first Thank one we're you. gonna try here? Thanks, man. Yeah. So the first one we're gonna try here. Uh, so again, this is Eagle Rare Tenure, and this is Argonaut. Argonaut. This is their Argonaut stores pick. So, yeah, I don't want to get too close to the mic and yell into it. Yeah. Um, so yes, this is an Argonaut store pick. Um, Ooh. And so this will have a little caramely flavor. Yeah, and... I was going to say the first the first thing I noticed was a little bit of sweetness when it touched my tongue. Oh yeah, a little yeah, sweet. That's, that's like the oh yeah, it smells yeah. good, tastes good. That does have some sweetness to it. That's the bourbon thing, the sweetness. You know, it's not scotch, mm-hmm. but yeah, mm, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I'm right. not hating that. Yeah, Argonaut does a good job. There's a bunch of good guys down there. Um, so how do you so how do you originally get hooked up with these guys and or find their whiskey? So with Eagle Rare, yeah. So Eagle Rare is just a great bottle for the money. It used to be like $23. Now it's like 35 But it's become so rare that it's hard to find them in regular stores. You can't really? just walk into a store and buy an Eagle Rare, let alone a store pick. You can't find the Eagle Rare anymore. Mm-hmm. And this is a so, Kentucky blend or a Kentucky bourbon? Yep. So you'll uh, you'll walk into a liquor store and you'll ask them for Eagle Rare. And some guys will just be like, no, sorry, man. Like, we don't have any. And then once in a while, you'll find a bottle. But it usually won't be a store pick. So when a store has a store pick, I make sure... I buy it and I actually have like yeah. seven or eight of them at home. And, uh, and so do you buy several when you see them? When I see them, it, I don't. I buy one uh, because I feel like it's selfish of me to buy. Mm. There's a whole secondary it's market like the in the bourbon trend. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> and so there's a lot of people out there that when they see a good bottle of bourbon, they're just going to clean the store out. And I yeah. don't feel like that's fair. Um, so I buy my bottles. I open every single one I buy. Uh, and uh, if it's really good, I'll go back and try to get another one. But sometimes I don't get around to opening it for a week. And by then it's gone. They're gone. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I try to remember to go back and pick it up if I can. Mm. Um, I'm a huge fan of, of, uh, of some of our local stores. So when Phil Nor had it, I asked, I was like, Hey man, could I get two bottles? Mm. And he's like, yeah, of course you can take three. So so you're familiar with like a 10th mountain. Oh yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, that's, I mean a little plug for them, I guess, but yeah, Yeah, I went up there in Vail. Yeah. Yeah. Did you sit in the the picturesque uh, window, like the big one? I, I, I don't know. I didn't because I was sitting okay. at the bar. It was at night, so I don't okay. think I would have seen a view anyway. Okay, yeah. It, I mean, it was cool though, and the guy was really chatty. I wonder yeah. if, if we had the same guy, taller guy. Yeah, yeah. Kind of slim build. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> I think I think it was the same guy. So so okay. Quick story. Um, I felt bad before you start. So he goes, "What would you like to drink?" And I said, "Something without rye." And he kind of is like, "Everything has rye in it." I'm like, "Oh shit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> So, um, oh yeah. So, so there was a family that when we were up there, that was like their last stop. And then they had to fly back to California or something. And, um, you know, parents, daughters, a couple kids, and then they leave and not like two, three minutes later, like we notice a, a, a nice looking little satchel bag, little leather one. And we're like, Oh God, like did the lady forget her purse? Like, do they know? 
are they going to be able to make their flight? Like what's going on? Oh, and no. so, so we were all invested in this. And, <laughs> and so it took some time. And then, and then the guy that we're talking about, he, he was like, he's like, well, oh, let me see if I can find him. I'm like, dude, I saw him walk that way. So he, he runs across the bridge. He like goes and we're all kind of like seeing what's going on. And then he, he gets back. He's like, nothing, man. I couldn't find nothing. Then. Oh, and, no. and so, so we waited a while and then eventually we just kind of, we're kind of curious to what's happening, but then he just comes up to our table and puts the bag on the table you know, it's my girlfriend and myself so he's like all right i need extra party eyes on this while we do this and so he opens up the purse my girlfriend knows everywhere to look and unfortunately it's it's a bunch of like crayons and and stuff like it was the daughter's bag oh, no. oh really so we were all nervous for like a good 15 minutes you, know, you can was, never open that bag yeah. that's like pandora's box you're like yeah okay here we go guys what's in here oh yeah. no <laughs> yeah. yeah you never know what you're gonna find right <laughs> So, so yeah, 10th Mountain, though, they do have some good stuff. So Yeah, 10th Mountain's great. Right. My buddy, so we were actually there together, and my buddy saw their snowboard that had their logo on it, and it was really cool. And he's like, hey, man, how much for the snowboard? It's pretty dope. Mm -hmm. And these guys like, I don't know, I'll give it to you for a few hundred dollars. And he's like, sold. Mm -hmm. He's like, just add it to our tab. He's like, okay. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, he has a 10th Mountain snowboard now. and uh, Or skis. It was actually skis. Skis? Skis. It's pretty is, cool. This is really good, too. I only had their cider when I was up there. Yeah. So, so actually yeah, I had having... their cider, too. That was really good. Cider went down easy. Yeah. Kind of warmed the soul a little bit. Yeah. Like a hard cider or just that warm cider? Hard cider. Hard cider. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had to they pick. They poured out of that little barrel, right? Did oh, yeah, yeah. 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 On the side. Yeah. yeah. The little, like what those uh, mountain mountain dogs carry That's when they right. save people. <laughs> they like right. carry like the little wooden barrels. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they have a miniature barrel. It probably holds a few gallons. I'm guessing two or three gallons. Yeah. And they mix it in that, and they let it sit. And also the wood adds to it a little bit, a little too, flavor. so it adds some flavor. And then and they, they distribute it out of there, which is pretty cool. I've never had hard cider out of a barrel, I can tell you that. I've had a few, you know, canned or bottled. It's it's a little kind of bitter-sour tasting for me. I like apple cider, mm -hmm. but the hard cider gives me it gives me agita. It gives me that heartburn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I suffer from GERD anyway, so... <laughs> You know, that's from drinking too much, but yeah, we all know that. Right. <laughs> well, you're getting better. Well, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to help with that. Sorry. Oh, the, you know yeah, what? Not tonight, <laughs> this is a whiskey night right here. And I then like when this. I have you in the store, we have a bar that is way too big and way too nice for uh, or the bottles, not the actual bar, but the bottles are way too nice for um, a small little store like I have. But uh, I really enjoy sharing what I have. And so when a client walks in, mm -hmm. one of the first questions when we sit down, we're like, hey, do you like bourbon? And if the answer is yes, I'm like, great, we're going to be best friends. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, we're off to a good start. In Internal thoughts, but then I say like, "Oh, I have a whole bourbon bar. Like, let me." Do you let me have like you. alternative drinks for anybody else, or is it all? I do. Bourbon? I have tequila. Okay. I have, um, I have a bunch of scotch too. Some yeah. really nice scotch, and a lot of actually a lot of clients bring in bottles as like a thank you. Is like, thank you so much for taking care of me, walking me through this whole process, and mm -hmm. you know, we'll sometimes we'll lend jewelry out for a wedding or something like that. So mm -hmm. one of my friends will when I, I lent his his uh, his 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 bride and his, his mother-in-law and some of the other family members, uh, some jewelry. He bought me a beautiful bottle of scotch. It was a King Alexander the third, um, just way too nice of a gift. And so I get to share that when, when people come in. Oh, and that's then, nice. So like there's, there's some, some really nice stuff that I have that. Well, I that's I nice really that like. you, you keep it for future guests opposed yeah. to being like, man, this is really nice. This is taking it home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think that's pretty selfless of you to do that. Yeah. Hopefully my wife won't watch this and, uh, or at least this much of it, but <laughs> one of the, through, right. Like one of the things does. I do, <laughs> exactly. One of the things I do is if I, I have a kind of, I, I don't have a drinking problem. I have a buying problem. I love buying <laughs> bourbon. If there's a bottle I haven't seen before, yeah. I'll buy it just to try it. And then, so my collection has grown to multiple hundreds of bottles. And so I kind of break it up with my store stash and my home stash. Okay. 
And then my work wife, Stephanie, will yell at me, be like, another bottle? You really you need another bottle? And then I'm like, well, this is kind of a unique. She's like, you have four of those. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but this is a different store pick or this is a different year, different it, vintage. This one has the label. This one, yeah. <laughs> and then I bring something home and my wife was like, really? So I try to like, you know, I have to That's pace fun. it. You know, where do I bring one? Where to bring the other? And if I'm not sure, I just leave it in the car. It's not even worth it to argue with either of them. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> That's funny. It's, it's my, it's my more cross about... I bear. Yeah. The, the, the hobby slash collection. As long as you recognize know. it, that's the most important. I do, part. but yeah. it's not a drinking problem. It's, it's not a, buy, a drinking it's problem. It's a buying problem. It's a buying problem. It's a buying I really, problem. I don't drink too much. That's good. A lot of I'll, people I'll are addicted to buying and other, you know, yeah. maybe it's but not it's, bourbon, it's, maybe it's something else. It's like a collect, you know, you're a collector it's almost, yeah. you know, and you want to yeah. try and see the best of everything. And yeah, so I enjoyed that first batch. It, I'll tell you that. It's a connoisseur. Yeah, you're a connoisseur. Okay, yeah. you guys have finished that. Um, so oh yeah, while you're picking out the next, we're gonna stay local and go Philnor next. Um, okay. So we did Argonaut, now we're going to go Philnor. Okay. Um, but yeah, whole, you'll see it's a whole different palette. So we went Argonaut was first, now we're going Philnor. I, I'm learning this, this terminology as we go. Do you want me to pass it to you? Or? Sure. Yeah. Here, you pour, pour, me a, pour me a little glass there, Artie. Um, so this one, what should we expect on this this palette? So I don't remember this one as clearly as I should because okay. the last time I had this was with my friend Patrick, and we drank way too much. And uh, so you got a little sideways on this one. We got we got. That's I mean, a good you can tell, though. right? It's kind of empty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was gonna one say that one. Empty. That one's the least yeah. full. <laughs> um, so yeah, we actually uh, our, our I'm wives. Try a little bit more of this one then. Yeah. Um, we don't know yet. Well, well, no, but I'm just basing it on the bottle here. Which is very smart of you, but actually, um, well, I guess I'll tell you later. But if you turn the bottles over and you look at the the, the bottom of it, there's different color stars on it. Okay. So what our wives did, uh, uh, so my wife is Joy and his wife is Nicole. And, and so Joy and Nicole had us go into a different room and they labeled each bottle with a star. And then they poured each one into a glass and then we had to like rank. We tried like three and then we brought a fourth one in and then we had to rank each one. And... Uh, and so I'm curious to see what you guys think about this one. I'll tell I'll tell you where it ranked. So this okay. compared to the first one we did. Um, let's see. Let's see. All right. Let's at. give it a taste, man. Yeah. Let's see what we got going on here. This yeah. is the. Uh, Cheers. Which one is this? Called this again? is Philnor. Philnor. Okay. Phil yeah. Sims and Colfax. Okay. It's got a rich aroma. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this one has Ooh, less sting. Like little, it's like less uh um, less sweet less bite too it's got a little bit of more smoother. of an aftertaste it's kind of it's a, almost a little blander doesn't yeah, have smoother. the same yeah, punch doesn't and doesn't have kind of the the same flavor palette mm. that some of the other ones do um but it's really smooth and really good and now remember each time a buyer goes to a store to pick one hmm. you know he's trying to you know he or she or they're, they're using their palette to determine what their customers are going to like but it's usually yeah. what they like yeah and it's something that yeah. i do with jewelry as well and so stephanie and myself buy all the jewelry for our store and when we're merchandising mm -hmm. we have to think not what do we like what do our customers like to buy so we'll look at what has sold and then we'll try oh, to see, focus that on sense. that but for bourbon it's kind of different because you're you're buying a store pick which is super unique and you are almost guaranteed that every single bottle will sell it within a week which is so unique and rare like hmm. there's nothing in my industry that i could put on my shelf and say it's gonna be gone in a week don't worry about this one this yeah. is gonna be gone in a week like i can't even i can't even fathom something like that like oh we got all these tennis bracelets in and within a week these will all be gone because you know people love these i mean people sure. people love the drink man you know it's celebratory it yeah it's a, it's a way to bond get together it's it's a way to relax 
Well, it Maybe can become a transaction. You know, whatever you're into, because you know, beer drinkers, wine drinkers, a lot of people get excited about wine. Yeah. So they have a wine yeah. cellar. Wines are fun. You know, the bourbon is. Do you like uh, wine as well? I do. I I'm I. I don't. I'm not very sophisticated in my mm-hmm. my wine. I don't like wine enjoyment. I, it's uh, bitter. I feel like. I, you know what's funny? I like the more bitter wine. Like if it has that, like the dry, you know, more of like a cab. Like I'll, I'll really enjoy that. But a sweeter or more complex, like it's kind of over my head. Um, but I, I've started to enjoy it more. I have a friend that's really into it, so he's trying to convert me. But I think I've actually successfully converted him to bourbon. So <laughs> <laughs> now he, he owns a nursing home in. Uh, in Wyoming, so whenever he goes there, he bourbon hunts now, and he, he'll call me and be like, "Hey, Avi, what is this a good bottle?" And so, yeah. I've, so, I I've so going forward, if I him. if I need to know about bourbon, I know, yeah. just I know who to call. Just a quick call or yeah. jewelry for that matter. That's right. You know, because that's gonna be the next step. I'm gonna have to cruise down to your store and see what's going on down yeah. there. Oh yeah. yeah. So, so if you could only wear one piece of jewelry for the rest of your life. My wedding band. I uh, no, stay, no, I want to stay ring, married to rings, my wife forever. Rings not included. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no rings included. And, and is our watches jewelry? Oh yeah, yeah. watches are man's jewelry. Yeah. I mean, it's to me, it's the easiest jewelry. As you can tell, I don't wear necklaces. Uh-huh. I don't wear bracelets. Um, which and a lot of you know jewelry owners that you know I'm, I'm part of this you know large. Uh, it's called IJO, uh, and uh, there's about 800 members, and there's one member per city. But you can be like. You'd be in Pueblo or you can be, you know, so you can have smaller cities and, and they'll all have, they'll all be part of this group. And, uh, and a lot of the jewelers will say, you own a jewelry store. You got to wear jewelry yeah. or else how your customers are not going to see you wear jewelry. How are they going to buy jewelry? And I'm just like, I'm not that guy. Yeah. Like I am here. We're high in value. You know, I'm here because I really know what I'm doing in my field. And if you want to get educated and make a smart decision and buy something and, and, you know, spend your money wisely, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. And, uh, it's funny, I, I think John or somebody asked me, they're like, are you passionate about jewelry? I said, not, not really. I mean, I, I think jewelry is fascinating and it's interesting and I appreciate the beauty of it, but I like people and mm. I like interacting with people and helping people and really, you know, people come in and they get engaged and I get to be that's a, a small that's part cool. yeah. of that oh, yeah. journey. That that's nice. awesome. Like we sit down and we tell people like, like, okay, like it's not just about the place that you propose. It's about what you say mm-hmm. when you propose. So it's not just you don't get on your knee on a hot air balloon and just say, will you marry me? Yeah, it's cool. How did you propose? It was on a hot air balloon. Dude, it was epic. It's, you know, what did you tell your your, your girlfriend? And what did you tell what, – what, 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 what message did you convey when you proposed? And, uh, and so when you say how special she is and tell her how much you love her – I think that's what makes the proposal so great. If you say, you know, I just, I love how outgoing you are and selfless and, and, you know, I love your sense of adventure and your sense of humor or whatever it is about, you know, your significant other that you love so much, you say that to them and then you, you turn that, I call it your proposal speech. So I kind of coach guys through that process and then they get engaged and, and, uh, and then they get married and then they have kids and I like, I'm like, I get to witness the whole thing and it's, that's the coolest industry ever. Like, what other cool. industry? I've never sold jewelry. I've pretty much sold any and everything, really? but I haven't sold jewelry. That's like either. one of the only things I haven't touched. It's, I, it's but it's such a connection. Yeah, like, you really, true. you go through like this this trial with somebody. They're like, okay, here's a small pebble that is worth thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars. How do I evaluate this, and mm-hmm. why am I putting so much value on this? And we take them through the four C's, and that's the basics. And then we get really into it. I had this couple come in today. I felt so bad. They bought a diamond on an online website and they just got taken. And I mm-hmm. explained to them, I was like, the reason this is the cheapest diamond on the internet is because it's the cheapest diamond on the internet. Because 
it's deep, so it holds all of its weight in its belly, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have any spread to it. It's it's you know it's 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 really bad clarity. It's right in the center, and you know you can see it easily. It's it's a lower color. It has fluorescence to it, which is strong. And I, you know, if they watch this, I hope they don't mind me sharing their story. I won't say their names, but th- I think they're going to return the stone, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm happy to help them find a new stone on Blue Nile. I can work with them and show them my process, but. You know, I think part of my job is is to educate, and so we were going to set the stone for them in a ring. In a ring, and he was like, "Well, I bought a one carat diamond, and one carat moissanite was in this ring. Can I just swap them out?" And I kind of explained, "Well, you bought a stone that's a lot smaller in millimeter size uh-huh. than this diamond. That's the same carat weight, but since the millimeter is different, right? It's like talking about somebody. If you say, you know, oh, how big is your buddy?' And you're like, "Oh, he's 200 pounds." Uh-huh. And you're like, "Oh, how tall is he? Oh, he's five five." Oh, he's a small dude and he's he's big, right? You know, and how big is is that guy? And you're like, oh yeah, he's he's six five. How much does he weigh? 125 pounds. <laughs> the guy doesn't weigh anything. We're not being descriptive at all by asking the first question. You need so much yeah. more information. Same thing about diamonds. If you say I have a two carat diamond, that makes sense. I, okay, like what's the what's the measurement? Like wh- what are some of the other information to fill me in on on what we're actually looking at? So that's what I do, and that's I educate and educate and educate, and then. I try to educate my clients enough where they don't have to trust me. They just they kind of know what they're talking about. So they go to another store and they're like, yeah, I'd rather go back to Avi and buy from yeah. him. I'm like, great. Like I did my job well. And, and that's that's how we've been successful. And, yeah. it's, and it's all those caring, referrals. It sounds like it's just, it's just caring and, and about ha- people. having respect in, in yeah. your heart and, and, you know, good intentions. You know, people, Which is what you guys people, are about. People can feel that. Yeah, people can yeah, feel that, though. Can and, feel that. And it, does, it does make a big difference, for sure. Especially... Well, yeah, well, sorry. There's just a lot of pillars of light out there, man. And I feel like you're one of them, man. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. You doing, know, it's, well, it's doing how you explain. It's a business that can be stressful for a lot of people, mm-hmm. I can imagine. I'm sure a lot of people show up at the store. You know, they're getting ready to do engagement or they're buying something for somebody. It's a, big, it's a big purchase. They're nervous. They're yeah. anxious. You know, they don't know what's going on. I'd be the same way. I don't know a lot about jewelry. So if I came in, they're getting ready to make a big purchase. I don't know where to start. So, you know, customer service goes a long way when you got a guy that's, you know, let's have a bourbon, you know, I'll talk you through it. You know, it it makes me, it was like Alec, a guy we had on a couple of weeks ago from the Denver gun factory. He does the same with his, you know, with his customers, people that come in, it's not just selling them a gun. It's educating them. It's taking the time to to build the trust. What are you looking for? For what? What's the purpose? What are you doing? That makes the difference though, than a mainstream kind of jeweler situation. I feel like not even knowing that business, just customer service. I feel like goes a long way. Yeah. It's yeah. something we've gotten away from. I feel like it's 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 slipped through the cracks a little bit. Yeah, you know. And it's 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 really interesting because the business keeps evolving, and it's you know it's been it's been a business that has kind of been stuck in its ways for a long, long time. And you go to a jewelry store and it's an older store, and usually the employees are older and the owner is older, and so to have a store with kind of a younger vibe to it mm-hmm. and and you know a different approach. It's it's refreshing for a lot of people, but also we get to bring a new perspective to the industry. So the new thing in the jewelry industry, lab diamonds. You know, how much do people know about lab diamonds? Is it taboo? You know, is it is is that a synthetic diamond? So like, there, nobody really knows what we're talking about. It's a lab diamond. A lab diamond is a diamond. And I'm, my guess is in five years from now or 10 years from now, lab diamonds and natural diamonds will be selling for about the same price. Yeah. And people will just decide, do they want to make, you know, a more environmentally conscious decision and pick something that, you know, has a much smaller impact on the environment? Or do they want something that, you know, is, is, is natural and is mined and, you know, Mother Earth yeah. gave it to them. So I think there's going to be two types of people. But now lab diamonds are a way less expensive than natural diamonds because I think they're trying to normalize it 
and I don't I don't know if the technology has gotten to a point where it just allows us to sell it for this price. My hunch is we're mm. trying to normalize it as an industry, and then once it's normalized, they're going to be like, all right, we're bringing it back up, and and we're saying, okay, now you can choose which one you want because. Yeah, I've never heard about lab diamonds before. That's the first I've heard of it. Yeah, um, lab diamonds. So there's two types of lab diamonds. How new is it? How new of a thing is this? I think it's it's pretty old, actually. Really? I think, um, I think they've been making lab diamonds for over 30, 40 years. Now, how for industrial purposes and other purposes and, and kind of pet projects and other things, but I think over the past 10 years, it's really they've had a lot of success and they found success. 10 years ago, selling a laboratory diamond was an interesting journey that even as a salesman and and someone that was trying to you know help somebody out was just like I don't know enough about this to really educate you I knew there was two ways to make it there's CVD and there's HDHP and what are the differences well one is going to be you know CVD is usually much cleaner so the clarity will be really high and the HDHP will have a really nice color so it's like okay well you want a really high clarity really high color and that was kind of where we started about 10 years ago and we told people it's only like you know, 20% less than a natural diamond, why bother buy it? Like who knows the sellability and where it's going to be and this and that. And so we were kind of opposed to it. But now the more educated I've got, I'm like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, this is a phenomenal product. And now it's less than half the cost of a natural diamond, which blows my mind. I actually brought one here to show you oh, guys. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I'm full of surprises. Oh, this but is obvious coming through. Yeah. <laughs> so Man. this and, is, and this then, is, um, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll really quick. You tried another one, I think. Did I you did. I actually, third? yeah, I kind of cheated. I, I want to um, try that one. So too. Cappy's um, is the next one, and Cappy's was the one I bought on my Boston trip on the way to uh, New Hampshire for the wedding. Okay, and, and, uh, so this closest is, to Kev. This is my native. The this most, is my native whiskey. Yes, this is this, the, this that one right there. Nice. It was, okay. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll get that pour going while you're just yeah. focusing yeah. on what's going on next. So, so the diamond I have here, and it's going to be hard to see, and it's hard to capture scintillation even in a video, um, unless you have it right over it and, and mm-hmm. you do some fancy camera work. So the one I have here is an F color, which is colorless on the color scale, and okay. it's a VVS2, which is basically flawless. There's flawless, VVS1, VVS2. And so this is one grade between this and flawless. And then there's VS1, VS2, SI1, SI2, and then I1, I2, I3. Um, so this is going to be a really nice color and clarity diamond. A diamond like this in the natural world will probably cost close to $30,000, $35,000. Oh, wow. Wow. This diamond I'm selling for $8,000. Really? Let's take so, a look. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass it to you. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man, I got an $8,000 diamond in my hand here. Yeah, which, <laughs> which is actually, you know, it's a, but it's just, so, chemically so is, it's the same. Lab, Hardness scale is the same. This is a lab diamond then? It's a lab diamond. That's a lot of bling. That's a lot of bling, man. Bling's the thing. Isn't that cool? I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know diamonds, but I'm going to trust you. You know, you know your stuff, man. And this looks that's, amazing. That's, and it's certified. And uh, it's interesting. Lab so, diamonds are kind of made well, in a vacuum, and so yeah, they're made huh. like they come out as rough, just like a natural diamond would. Hmm. And so you have to sit there and cut it, and it takes about two months from start to finish. And they use a natural diamond for the seed. To, to make this and basically what they do is they expose the high temperature high pressure and they they continue to grow the crystals of the diamond and that's how you get it and then and then you can use that seed again and, and keep growing new diamonds 
Wow, huh. I yeah. never knew that was a thing, man. And they all come out differently. Interesting. Can can the camera? See I think this I all? think the best way to get it is going to be on Avi's camera. Yeah, on Avi's, yeah. Because we can get it a little bit closer. But um, I had to touch it. I accidentally fell out of the thing. And out I, of the, it, so I that's called it back a, in there. a diamond diaper. The, yeah. the foam, the little foam it piece is a diamond diaper. diaper. I yeah. had to place man. it back in the diaper. <laughs> I hope you don't mind. We're learning things. But um, no, yeah. no, that's that's definitely that's that's that's, that's bling. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I usually have my clients do, you pick it up with your hands, put it in between your fingers, hold it, kind of expose it to the light, put it under the yeah. table, take the light away, you know, and, move and it around the, oh, and see how, can, yeah. see how the light dances and how it plays. Is it a nice diamond? Usually when we narrow it down to a few different diamonds at the end, you know, we say, okay, you know, we're in between these two stones or these three stones. Um, That's cool. Let's see if we can get it on the camera a little bit there. Sure, obviously. yeah. Happy to, it's close. I mean, with the light can, here, let's see what kind of bling we can capture. Maybe you for could just even viewers. just hold it up. Maybe you could hold it up and like... You know, do it something like yeah, that. You might be able to capture. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Look at that, guys. Yeah, yeah, that's a good shot. Nice. Nice. Cool. cool. That's cool, man. Yeah, thanks for sharing that with yeah. us. Yeah, that's that's a fun little that's show. That's an $8,000 diamond right there, man. Yeah, this dude right. brought some expensive he's got, whiskey. He's got the, high, we got the whiskey and you're wearing and the nice clothes. Yeah. And his <laughs> shoes are fresh, too. You know, you could always judge people on their shoes, right? And Avi yeah. came in. He came in it. looking fresh. He came marching in, man. <laughs> he did. John X is right. He's like, look. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. You guys are in. This is going to be a wild one. I know yeah. John's excited to watch this one. So, And thanks to John for hooking it up with you. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, what's for John? We probably wouldn't make this happen. Cheers to John. Let's have a drink, guys. From New Hampshire? So this is my native whiskey? That's right. So just outside New Hampshire, this wasn't in New Hampshire because I think New Hampshire has uh, uh, liquor laws that okay. they have to sell from state stores. Is, is that true? Yeah, the state liquor stores. That's yeah, right. that's a big so, thing there. So this was store, sold from a store, Cappy's. So this was in, in Massachusetts, right outside New Hampshire. They're, I mean, it was super close. Okay. Um, so we were in... Uh, Portsmouth, 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 yep. Portsmouth. So the wedding was in Portsmouth. So this Excellent. was probably twenty minutes, thirty minutes outside Portsmouth. Right. Okay. So we drove by. Smells good. Saw it. Missed the exit. Turned around. Went back. Nice. <laughs> saw a liquor store. Walked in, and me and my buddy saw that they had this bottle, and we're like, we both bought one. And then you know he's like, should we buy more? And I was like, oh, I don't know what the bourbon craze is out here. But <laughs> who knows? It, and who knows if it's any good? Sure. Yeah. So we bought one, and we tasted it that night, and we're like. I'll let you taste it. And we're like, holy shit, this is amazing. All right, I'm, try, I'm trying this. How's the, how's the language work on this? Uh, uh, it, we're explicit. Okay. okay. Oh, say so you say whatever you want. Literally, yeah. I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. <laughs> as, as we would say in the, you know, in the New England area, oh, man, this is a wicked pisser. Let's, let's, have, let's have a drink. Huh? Okay. Yeah. That whiskey. All right, well, cheers, y'all. So, so I did. I, nice. I, we tried it, and then we were like, all right, on our way back to the airport, let's stop and get some. Yeah, that one's good. Okay, so this one has like... Like an initial punch compared to like the first one was kind of like a slow draw. The second one was very smooth. So do you feel that spice on your tongue? Yeah. How it kind of sits there and lingers and mm-hmm. it has that slower finish? I love yeah. that. And I remember each bottle that's – each barrel that's picked is unique to the person picking it, mm-hmm. right? So you might have liked the Filnor better, but I like this one better. Yeah. And – Probably more people like the Filner better because it's so smooth. Mm, yeah, because this one definitely has. It's, it's yeah, you know, you feel it, it going down like it'll warm you up if you're cold on winter. Like you, you want to sip this. Yeah, I can see that. So, so during the winter thing. time, do you have a more popular bourbon in the store that people are that you like to serve or something? No, not a really. Summer bourbon, a, I, uh, a winter bourbon. I kind of put it to the to the guys that are in, <laughs> yeah. and I'd say like, hey, what what, what are, are you into? into? And yeah. if they say like, oh, I drink you know Bullet or something like that, which is a more basic bourbon, mm-hmm. then I'm like, all right, let me introduce you to kind of another world. And if someone's like, oh, I see you got Blantons there, that's my drink. And uh, so I, I serve them Blantons, which mm-hmm. is a very hard bottle to find. Is um, it? Hmm. So on the East Coast, East Coast, it's much easier to find. I was actually about to bring a bottle, and I was like, 
it, Blaine's is one of those those bottles that are are, are kind of unique and and super rare. And so the bourbon lovers yeah. that really hunt, they're looking for that bottle of Blaine's. But then you get to a certain place where you're like, there are bottles that are, are superior to Blanton's that are even harder to find. And now that's what we're going to search for. So there's kind of this, this snobbiness of like, oh, yeah, I don't drink Blanton's because, you know, I'm better than that. But mm-hmm. Blanton's is an excellent bottle and it's the original single barrel and it's, it's just it's phenomenal. So I almost brought a bottle, but I was like, I don't want to overwhelm you guys. If, if, any, if you ever go to a trivia night and they ask bourbon or whiskey questions, I guarantee you get those. Oh, that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, some of them. He's going to be like he's, John Exxon wrestling. Oh, John Exxon yeah. wrestling. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> he killed that. We man. got, we got two, that. two phone of friends now for any of those topics <laughs> right. that come up if we're on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. We got the whiskey, the jewelry, right? the wrestling. Yeah. You know, that's the beauty of it. Let's go. I'll tell you this, man. This, this is one, good. Yeah. Do you like this one? Yeah, you I'm like liking this better? one. I like yeah. I like the first one so far and this one are amazing. Hard, it's hard for me to tell yeah, which one I like right, better. The Argonaut and, and the the, the cappies, yeah. yeah, and it's not just because it's my native land. There's there's, I like the flavor. I like the way it hits the tongue, and then the afterburn isn't too bad. There's a lot of whiskeys that I'll sip on that give me a cut, not a. I guess kind of a gagging sensation, if you will. Like as I swallow it, it, it kind of has too smoky. See, I don't yeah. like I don't it's like so smoky stuff that much. I, you know what? I'm with you. I don't like if it, it tastes it if Mosca- it tastes like Moscow, Moscow or something for the tequila. Yeah, they call it? yeah, but um, it's a peat in like scotch. Yeah, yeah, that's like super smoky, like licking an ashtray. Yeah. When it tastes See, like burnt wood, it makes yeah. me want to gag. Yeah, I have so I have a bottle of Lagavulin 16, which a lot of the peat fans love, mm-hmm. and so I don't enjoy it. And I've tried it many times. Is that more of a smoky one then? Super smoky, and and so. I have a bottle just for those people. <laughs> That's nice. <view>. And so <laughs> whenever they come, I'm like, give it to them, but I don't drink it. I'll yeah. drink something else. But then when I finish it, I'm like, I got to buy another one because people love it. Huh. It's, it happens to be a great bottle of scotch, but yeah. yeah. So with bourbon, you don't find the smokiness too much. What you find is rye. That's kind of the equivalent. Is that what it is? Kind of. You, you, so there's bourbons that are, that are weeded. There are bourbons that are sour mash and there are bourbons that are rye bourbons. Um, so, uh, I am a big fan of weeded and sour mash. I've mm. been slowly training myself to appreciate the rye, but it took me it took me about two years to start getting into rye. Um, right away, I had like a visceral reaction. I'm like, oh, that's awful. And now I'm like, oh, that's actually quite nice. And now I can start appreciating it a little more. But some of the original ones that I tried, I, I still, I'm not going to mention the names, but I still gag when I'm like, oh, that's yeah. awful. See, I hate <laughs> that I feeling. And I, I get that a lot because, I mean, I'm over on the redneck side. So I drink, you know, redneck beer, redneck whiskey, the cheap stuff, right? So a lot of the, like, you know, Wild Turkeys, the Evan Williams, even Jack Daniels, I won't touch. Crown Royal, I do like. You know, we do we do a lot of Crown Royal. There's a ton of bottles over there no, kind yeah, of drinking the fast. <laughs> you know, but that's not a bourbon, right? That's like that's a distilled... A uh, or is bourbon whiskey like I feel uneducated? So whiskey is kind of all encompassing. It's like some okay. jewelry. It doesn't refer to diamonds. It doesn't refer I to see. Like, whiskey. Is is basically a okay, just like beer even. So kind bourbon of, yeah. is a type of whiskey. Bourbon is a type of whiskey. Scotch is a type of whiskey. Okay, yeah. So there's a bunch okay. of different types of whiskey. So whiskey that is like, sense. and I think I think Crown Royal is a Canadian whiskey. It is. Isn't it's it? a Canadian yeah. whiskey. Um, and, then and there's whiskey's a bunch whiskey. of great Canadian whiskey. And then there's a bunch of different types of whiskey. But bourbon mm. is a whiskey, just yeah. like Scotch is a whiskey. Interesting. Um, so it probably has to do with distillation or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not smart enough to know. See, because yeah. like Jack yeah. Daniel's number seven, you know, one of the you know the famous American whiskeys. Yes. I don't like it. So there are you know? some Jack Daniels that are – so I just bought a bottle of like a Jack Daniels 132 proof and it's like in this gold label and it's like a single barrel and it was like – it was like barrel – it was like batch one, like zero, zero, one. Damn. And I tried it and uh, it was great. Like you needed a, to cut it a little bit with a splash of water. Or an ice cube. Or an ice cube. Mm. And uh, it changed the entire taste of it. But I thought it was great jest. 
but I'm kind of a proof slut. Like I like when the proofs get really, really, uh, you like the hot dog. When you come to the store, the fuel. I'm just gonna, I mean, just don't drive <laughs> Uber it. And, uh, well, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to, I'm going to tell my girlfriend. Yeah. I'm going to go hang out at a jewelry store. She'll be like, she'll be like oh. awesome. She'll be like, great. Yeah. And then I'm come just chilling hammered. there for a couple <laughs> hours hanging out. Like I looked at a couple pieces, but really we're enjoying the bourbon. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. That's bourbon, man. Yeah. Come on. We'll to, I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty close. We're going to make, we're going to make a trip down there, man. I think. Yeah, yeah definitely. We, we have to set a 2021 uh, itinerary schedule of, of all the places we need to do the follow-ups. Yeah. The follow-ups for sure. Maybe we'll bring one of these cameras with us and yeah, we'll do like a Patreon show or something. So how long have you guys been doing this? Uh, coming up on two years. Almost our so two-year anniversary. It was yeah. um, February of 19. February 27th, 2019, we launched. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So two years. So I've I've been going almost three years. So we're we're kind of, we're both still, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm still in my infancy and still learning oh, as absolutely. a business owner. And it's just, it's so challenging, you know, the, you know, just being a business owner, especially, you know, I mean, last year was ridiculous, but, oh, uh, sure. you know, but just it's so interesting being, you know, having a new project and starting it up and, you know, what to fuel it and what community to grow and and what to be part of, what to buy into, what's worth it, what's not worth it. So some of my hobbies obviously include bourbon and the other one is cycling. And so like I, I, I started cycling. I wouldn't call myself an avid cyclist because there are people that I look up to that are just like, I mean, I can't hang with them because they're just, they're unbelievable and they do amateur racing and I don't do any of that. I would love to do that one day, but, um, I try to put in about a hundred to 150 miles a week and these guys are putting in, you know, two to 300 miles, 150 miles a week. On, on a bicycle. Yeah. Damn. Cause I started doing the Peloton. It's been like, it's been like five weeks. How you doing with that? I've, I've last week was my slowest week. I only did it twice, but every other week I've hit it like at least four. Four to five days within that that's range, awesome. dude. That's four to five days and a week. You'll build a really nice yeah. base. I'm, I'm, I'm trying, man. Does it give you like wattage and all so, that information? So what's, yeah, that's what's, it, that's what's kind of motivating about it is because you know you wear the like little uh, monitor. Yeah, like I have this, but I, the other one is just I'll just wear that because I don't want to get this all sweaty. Yeah, you know, but um. So it has your heart rate. It has, you know, calories burned during the workout, um, your miles per hour, how far you've traveled, your uh, wattage, like how much watts are you putting out? Um, what's your resistance? So what's like, your incline, right? Like how many feet have you climbed? Well, it's, so it doesn't do that. Oh, it, doesn't do that. Interesting. it doesn't do that. But um, I, I like do like the nature things where it's like just, you know, a nature thing with music. And, oh, um, so you don't do the trainer videos? My, my girlfriend does all the trainer videos. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm just kind of like that. Like, I'm, I'm going to push myself. And we got like, some the really... little dumbbells on the back. You know, you start working it. But, There's some really yeah. hot trainers on there that are, like, way too good looking. Oh, yeah. Smart of you to do the scenic ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, guilt-free workout. That's right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's cool. I've seen some cool places. I've ridden all over the world. Right. You know? That's actually really – so where have you ridden? Oh, well, I, I've been in uh, – uh, South Asia, um, all over the United States. I've done like the UK. I've done Paris. I was gonna say, can you do some of the like Tour de France, like the oh some so, of those rides and climbs? That would be cool if it was specific like races. I, I don't know if that's in there. So I just do like the but biking. Biking is great. I mean, I was always an avid swimmer uh, because the the low the low impact. So yes. so biking, I feel like is really low good impact. for that. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's making a and difference. And you could almost recover while you're riding. And so like, if you're putting out 150 Watts mm-hmm. and then you're like, 
I need to take a break and I need to bring it down to 200, I mean to 120. So while you're doing that 200, then you try to keep your cadence up. And yeah. so these are things that I've learned as time goes on. Your cadence should stay between, you know, 80 and 95. And oh, so, really? Because so I'm, I'm at like 70 to like 80-ish. Yeah, so try to pick that up and, and that up. lower okay. the resistance. And then, and then you'll find yourself yeah. being able to last longer and longer. And then also you'll see your wattage and you want to pull it back sometimes and recover. But it's, I feel like how many workouts can you do where you – while you're working out, you can recover. So it's kind of unique, right? Like you can that stay on the bike for 45 minutes and you could feel great. You could push it super hard or you could take it easier and mm-hmm. then you could do an hour and a half workout. But I feel like biking is such a unique workout because first of all, you're, you're traveling. So like when you're out on the road, yeah, which hopefully in the summertime you'll start doing, you'll grab a bike and you know, I'll go do with you. Again, and, yeah. and yeah, we'll, we'll go to the Cherry Creek Reservoir or we can go to Lookout Mountain. Like, oh, see, that'd be cool. Like the, the it's, trails. It's I, beautiful. I, I'm not, I know you do some city riding. How about like uh, with traffic? Because I, I would rather be on trails. I like stay doing, away, I try to stay with you. Yeah. Because yeah, you're not doing like the commute to work or stuff like that. I do, but luckily I live right off the Cherry Creek bike path mm-hmm. and I'm able to take that all the way downtown and then I only have to cross a few blocks. So I have to deal with traffic for a little bit, but traffic scares the hell out of me like that. Yeah. You don't win when you hit a car. No. Is, is yeah. there there any other type of uh, workouts that you do? Or is um, it mainly biking? Mainly biking. I'll play, you know, flag football or something, which I haven't done in mm-hmm. a while. But uh, I used to be on a few different teams, and uh, I'll play basketball. Uh, once who are you, a receiver? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I have a receiver, and uh, yeah, I uh, <laughs> and I, I do enjoy playing quarterback. But uh, yeah. there are usually people that are better than I am. But if we're, you know, if there's someone on the team that, or if, if there's no one on the team that that can play quarterback, yeah, I, you'll, you'll step up. I can drop a few, but I, I, you know, I, uh, <laughs> if there's no real rush, then I'm good. Like if it's just like, all right, we're gonna play to seven dead. I'm like, I got this, guys. <laughs> like I can be a great quarterback. If there's a rush, I'm like, all right, I need two routes, and I need to know exactly what you guys are doing, and I'm hitting one. <laughs> of you the other two guys sorry i'm not even gonna look at you <laughs> so yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not good enough to uh but i can i can i can run routes and, and run around and and cycling has helped me with that too but hockey is my other thing like oh, I, is it? I play a okay, ton of hockey cool. and uh and i've only been playing the past five six years uh but i so, i like i so you just I, pick it, like you just pick it up like you're like hey i just joined I got, this club and it's a hockey club and it's for beginners and i got bit by the bug and i and started then, playing like three times a week and yeah. practicing like three to like four times a week like waking up early every morning and then i joined two different leagues and then like i started advancing and and getting better and better and it's just like the first time i skated i uh i, I got i bought my skates and I went to the to the, the uh, went to Apex Ice Arena and and so I'm I skating with the team and and I run straight into one of my own teammates and just yeah. knocked him right out and he's on the floor and I'm like hey man I'm so sorry like and he's like oh don't worry about it I know you're new and the referee after the game skates over to me before COVID puts his arm around me and he says hey man you know how like they do those skates with all the little kids, you know, on Sunday mornings mm-hmm. and you just skate around in circles. <laughs> you should be doing some of that. <laughs> I yeah. said, yes, sir. And I started and I just, I, next time I came back, I knew how to hockey stop you know, my le- on my right foot. Yeah. And then when I picked up my stick again, I realized that I need to be skating on my, I need to hockey stop my left foot because, um, I, you know, I, yeah, I hold the stick it, in my yeah. left hand and I, I'm a righty. So, and then it's, it's progressed, and, and then slowly you stop thinking about your skating and you think about your stick handling more. Yeah. And then you start thinking about ice awareness and where I'm supposed to be and where the breakout is. Oh, that's and, cool. And it's just evolved from there. And like I, so it, do you the like brotherhood play, of hockey is phenomenal. Do, do you like play like hockey on the you know sports games and stuff and on your spare time ever? Like you're like, I, I got to get it in. I actually don't play any video games. Yeah. 
Yeah, I have four kids. Do they? And of course, my, my right? oldest son plays video games like a big Fortnite and okay. PUBG and All right. some of the other, you know, uh, you know, games. But uh, I, I don't, I don't play. I've played Fortnite a few times just to bond with him. Yeah. Um, but he's so much better than me. It's just it's more fun watching him play. Yeah, than, for sure. Uh, than playing myself. But yeah, he's pretty kick ass. <laughs> As the twelve-year-old goes, I mean, I, I told him I was like, I was like, bring it on! I was like, you know, let's play N sixty-four and let's play Mario Kart. I'll kick your ass. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? What's an N sixty-four? Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> one of my on, favorite man. consoles ever, man. I mean, dude, that 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 revolutionized the three D experience. Oh yeah, when Super- dude, those graphics were phenomenal. They were huge. They're still amazing to play on. Like, they were huge. Fun. Zelda: Ocarina of Time. When that dropped in yes. N sixty-four, changed my life. So that's, right? that's one of the most influential games I watched. Like the top twenty influential games. Was that on there? Mario? Yeah, for sure. Ocarina yeah. of Time. Super, Super Mario sixty-four was, was huge. on there for sure because that was the first one to drop on the sixty-four. Yes. Was mm-hmm. Super Mario? 64. And then Super Smash Bros. That, was that, that actually was on the revolutionary. I was always Kirby. Games. See, Kirby's so good, man. People who are good with Kirby stress me out. Right? Like, I, I'm, I'm trying I'm trying to play as, like, you know, Samus is, like, the old school one that I play as. and then See, Link. I liked absorbing Samus because yeah. then he could shoot those fireballs. Yeah, yeah, that was just cool. Yeah, we can nerd out on that for sure. <laughs> but um, So N64, I played a lot as a kid. And then, yeah. and then as an adult, I, I, I stopped playing video games and... And now my son's getting into it, and I'm just like, hey, man, go outside and play. Or right. why are you watching other people play video games? And he turns to me and he goes, you watch other people play football. Why can't I watch other people play video games? And I'm just like, huh. It's an interesting it kind perspective. Of right. I'm like, uh, I think you sense. might have a point. Like, yeah. I guess you watch people do things that you can't do yourself, and I watch people do things like, I wish I could play, you know, as well as, you know, Trevor Simeon, who didn't make it. And, and you know, like, there's there's quarterbacks that we've had that, like, and we have Drew Locke, and, and they're like, oh, well, we shouldn't re-sign Locke. You know, he's terrible. And I'm like, dude, I wish I can play half as well as he can. Yeah. And so, like, you like watching people that can do things better than you can. So that's what he does with Fortnite. He watches, you know, you know all those guys, Ninja and all so, these so you're, guys on you're YouTube. you're pretty busy, man. You're doing, you're doing biking. You, you do long, long rides. You do... You know, some hockey, you do some uh, flag football, you have a family, you, you know, you own your own business. business yeah. Like, Drinking whiskey. You're, you're keeping yourself busy, man. That's I, a good thing, though. I, I don't a sleep thing. a lot. Right. I bike early. I wake up at like five and I oh, try to ride really early. What time early. do you usually go to bed? Like, what's bedtime for Hockey's Ali? late. Uh, now I'm down to one day a week. I usually play Tuesday nights. I actually played uh, on Monday night this week. But uh, um, so hockey's late. We usually so men's league. The way it works is ice time is, is later at night. So we usually get our, our first, the earliest game possible is usually seven thirty. Mm-hmm. But we usually play around eight thirty nine, nine thirty, ten, ten fifteen. Damn! So you're getting home close to midnight. Sometimes. So yeah. So I'm I'm usually winding down. So that the games uh, take about an hour, hour and fifteen minutes. But you get dressed, and then you have to undress. And, yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, usually on a ten fifteen game, I, I'm usually not in bed till about midnight, and then I don't fall asleep till like ten thirty, uh, twelve thirty, because you know you're like yeah, so amped you got to unwind in bed and think you about know? how you kicked ass or got your ass kicked. Right, got my ass yeah. kicked, <laughs> <laughs> one or the other. Right? How? Yeah, some guy, you know, just yeah. So uh, yeah, hockey's fun, and it's like it's a sport where you're allowed to fight, but you're not allowed to fight. Uh-huh. So like the refs will tolerate it, but they'll right away throw you in the box. Um, so this past uh, this past Monday. This guy, uh, we they were kicking our ass too, shutting us out. And this guy checked me for no reason. Mm-hmm. And so I turned on like, hey, what the hell, man? And he's like, you know, you, you want to go? And I'm like, I don't want to go. I don't want to get my ass kicked. I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> like, dude, you're way better than I am. And he was like, oh, uh, 
all right, cool. <laughs> he was just ready to start swinging. He was ready. Yeah, he was ready to go. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm. That's I, funny. I got a family at home. I got a business tomorrow. Like I can't, I can't get my ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. That is funny, man. You know, <laughs> Bill Burr talks about it. I love. He's one of my favorite stand-up comedians. Yeah, he, he's hilarious. He, always, he likes to use sports analogies. And one of the things he talks about when he's fighting with his girl, you know, he's like, "How come there's never any questions about how this this argument escalated to where it is? Even in hockey, there's two minutes for instigating, right? You had to get there somehow. You know, it doesn't just fly <laughs> oh, out of so nowhere, true, right? You know, it's always well. Why, how did you? Why did you react that way? There's no way to react. Well, you don't know what the buildup was, right? You know. That's, that's true. That's one thing I love about hockey, though, is you can. It's like let's let's brawl until someone hits the ice. Yeah, it's it's right. the only place, and then it's that, only two that minutes you, that you yeah. can that you can fight yeah. somebody and like throw fists without catching jail time or getting right. any offenses or assault charges. Yeah, suspended but, like, for five games. It's the yep. only place. Hockey's like, brutal, man. Other than football, like, you throw stuff, a punch at somebody's yeah. helmet. You're done. You're, you're done. You're, you're kicked out of the game. You're ejected. And you might even be suspended for another game or two. And you could lose sponsor. Yeah, sponsorships. Goodbye. Hockey, it's like let's go, man. Let's let's brawl. Hockey and UFC is like the only two, you know, professional sports left that we glorify. We're fighting and instigating things of that is still, you know, a part of the game and respected yeah. part of the game. Sure, yeah, you get two minutes in, in the in the penalty booth, but so two what? Minutes ain't nothing. Right. So what? I remember my first hockey game. So I I grew up in Long Island, uh, and I was in eighth grade when we moved out here. But I think I was in like sixth or seventh grade. And my dad took me to a Rangers game, and I remember the guys skating backwards were like faster than I was able to run. And I was just yeah. like, these guys are just insane athletes and it's just amazing. And I saw a fight break out and I like, my heart started racing and I had like adrenaline pumping through my body. And I was like, Oh my God, adults are fighting. Like why are adults fighting? Adults shouldn't be fighting. Like kids fight. <laughs> my dad was like, it's okay. It's hockey. It's hockey. <laughs> yeah. It's hockey, son. Yeah. yeah. And I, I wasn't playing hockey at all back then. And I was just like, yeah, I, I was a huge Yankees fan because we grew up in you know New York, and like yeah. my dad, my grandfather handed me a ball that was like signed by like the whole Yankees team, and he's like, "Hey, you should have this." And I was like, "What is this?" And he's like, "Oh, this is signed by the entire Yankees team." You still team. got it? And I still have it. And, oh, awesome! Yeah, and cool. it was like you know Derek Jeter's on it, and and like it was all these like awesome athletes, and I was like, "Holy shit! Like this is so cool!" That is cool. And since that day, I was just like the biggest Yankees fan and that was like early 96 and and then the World Series I remember staying up late and watching the 96 World Series and and like just thinking that every time your team goes to the World Series you win so when I moved to Denver in in 2001 and uh, the Yankees were in the World Series and I think we got beat that year or, or the year before whatever it was we, we won shortly after that but uh that abs just won the the stanley cup and i'm like yeah my team always wins like wherever i am my team wins like that's how it works and then as an adult you know broncos go to the super bowl and we play the seahawks and i'm like here we go like i'm so excited about the broncos about to kick some ass it was a rough game oh my god it was awful and i i wasn't really a football fan in new york so like i i really bought into the broncos and yeah i'm a huge broncos fan now and well that's good to hear that was tough on me that was really that loss was was really and the year before where, yeah that one sucked it was like the whole game we were deflated and then, and then right as we were getting like our inertia back our momentum like uh, the half starts and then they return the fucking they return so, it for six on us so one of my it buddies just took it all away so a, a guy that was playing on the Broncos at the time and I helped him buy an engagement ring who was a referral from another Broncos player that I helped um, Gerald Rivers and so he uh, he bought his engagement ring and and later on he. He, uh, he actually came in, he worked with me for a little while and, and you know, was helping me with a couple things. And uh, he told me, he said, oh, yeah, I was on the uh, 
the kickoff team during that Super Bowl. We got our asses kicked. And uh, he's like, it was actually kickoff left was the call, and he kicked it off right. And so we're all running this way, and Percy Harvin gets it, or whatever it was, Fuck. and he returns over a touch. And I was like, dude, I had my jersey turned inside out. And then yeah. when you guys let him score, I was like, that's all your fault. You should have got him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Damn. Whenever people are like, they see Gerald and – He's this big, you know, huge six foot five guy, and they're like, "Did you play football?" And he's like, "Yeah, I did." And I'm like, "Yeah, he was on the Broncos, and he played in that Super Bowl." We got asking. He's like, "Man, why do you got to bring that up every <laughs> time?" Like, you have <laughs> the game pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, every time someone mentions football, you always got to bring up that game. I was like, "Yeah, well, because you know." <laughs> That's that was a rough right. one, man. That was rough. I remember it was it Joe. I think it was Joe Namath was doing the coin toss. He came out in his, his fur coat, That's right. and it was like, "Man, this is already starting to not feel right." You know, the coin toss was a disaster. He, like, dropped it. Yeah, Had to did. pick it up we and re-throw find it. it. Yeah. Some, some, you know, it started going off the rails early on. Yeah. So I was like, you know. And then the first snap of the game. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, the first snap went right over Peyton's head. He's running into the end zone to try and get it. Did it end up being a safety or did he recover it? I think it was a safety. It was a safety. So it the, was a safety. Yeah, yeah we, like, started like that, right? off with two points on the up. Didn't the run? It was, like, no-show Moreno. Who was it, was it that I recovered? I tried to forget the, that game. Oh, yeah. Really yeah. No-show Moreno. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, Super Bowl 50, I've watched that game about two dozen times just, you know, because I yeah. like living, reliving the good old days. Oh, I'll tell you Dude, this, my man. favorite is the 96-90 no, – Bronco. The, those Great two back-to-back, that was – the, the helicopter move with the Green Bay Packers. So, do you remember not to bring up a sore subject, but do you remember the loss at uh, uh, Jacksonville? The Jacksonville '96. Uh, I don't. So we lost that was the, the AFC Jacksonville championship game, right? No, it was like I think it was, I think it was divisional. Uh, someone's going to know and be like, "You're yeah, an someone's going to correct us." Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, <laughs> so it was that game, but it was very similar to the Baltimore loss. Yeah. How you know Raheem Moore missed the you know the block and and you know and you know whoever it was ran the touchdown and and you know Joe Flacco completed that pass and then it went into overtime and and, uh, and we lost. But it was kind of that same like. I cannot believe our team, which was so much better than that team. So Jacksonville and, and kind of the same. We should have won three Super Bowls in a row, I feel like. Um, but, uh, you know, that was kind of the same thing for me. Like mm-hmm. that Baltimore loss, like I couldn't talk to anybody the next day. I was just so depressed yeah. and like uh, it killed me. And then, you know, the next year we go on and get our butts kicked in, in the Super Bowl. But like that, that hurt me. I was like, we have Star Wars, you know, numbers in our football team. And like, we should be the best team. And that was it. Oh, that football's a tough sport to watch, man. I honestly didn't watch that much in 2020. Like I just, it wasn't, I wasn't too enthused for some reason this year. And, and after seeing how the Broncos did, like, I, cause I get very invested in the games. So like I get frustrated and it bothers me for a couple of days after we lose. So I'm kind of happy that I took the season off smart, but I'm, I'm jumping in the next season, you know, like, uh, and, and that's kind of a fair way. Uh, I'm only going to be a Bronco fan. Like, but, I, I'll never be anything know. but a Patriots fan. You know, I'm diehard. Yeah. I grew up in New England. I love my Pats. And New it's Hampshire. been a hell of a run. Yeah. Um, you know, I was there at Drew Bledsoe era. That's kind of when I got into football. Wasn't a diehard fan in the 90s, so to speak. It was it was more in my adult life I got into football. And obviously having Tom Brady as our quarterback was tremendous. Uh, you know, we, we did three out of four Super Bowls early. and then, That was uh, unfair. You guys are way too good. Yeah, it was it was a it good was, run, it man. It was amazing to watch, though. Honestly, it, like even incredible though incredible like, run, like I, I can respect the Pats. I, I really can't, even though we're division rivals and, and this and that. Like, you, you know, to we're see a team now. to see a de- team do that for that many seasons, like 
Like it that like it will never were, be done again. But the Broncos were kind of the Achilles heel, right? Every time we like matched we up AFC championship game, like that was our thing. Like we, we took it from them. New England, we we've yeah. always struggled in Several Denver. Times. There's no question. I mean the 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 records that show it. Even before Brady, we've struggled here in Denver. Yeah, that's true. And now, you know, we had a terrible season. You know, we went uh we went seven and nine. That's 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 unpatriotic, so to speak. That's unpatriotic. <laughs> I like it. So um, I, I oh you Well I was gonna say Tom Brady, I'm rooting for him. You know, okay. look, he, I was going to ask you if you're, you know, as a Patriots fan, do you root for Tom Brady? I don't, but okay. because he's moving on to the NFC Championship, um, you're rooting for him. Because out of the remaining four teams, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski are the only two I want to see go again. Yeah. I'm not yeah. interested in Kansas City, Buffalo, or Green Bay. I have respect for all of those teams. They all deserve to be there, but I want to see Tom go do his seventh. He deserves it. He truly is yeah. the greatest quarterback to ever play in this game. He's he, the goat. He's, he is. Yeah. He's the goat. No question. Yeah, I'll say that. So I think the toughest place to, to play probably for the NFL would be New Mexico City. Yeah, because that, that's like twice as high as Denver. Right, it's like seven thousand something. Yeah, it, right, it's, it's, it's another two thousand feet. Yeah. yeah, so you're playing really high. You're you're going to a foreign country. Like I know they play in London and stuff too, but. Like, Mexico City, not New Mexico City. No, I Mexico said Mexico City. City. Yeah, yeah. Did well, I, I say thought, New Mexico City? I heard City? New Mexico City. Did I say New Mexico City? <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait a second. Well, they got, like... they're, de- they're in development. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. The Albuquerque. Uh, the Albuquerque. The Albuquerque. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's probably shit. closer to sea level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Down I knew what in, you in meant. Mexico. Yeah. Down in Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. That was a wreck, man. They played there last year. I think it was the Patriots. Was it the Patriots and the Raiders, I think, played in Mexico City last year? That's right. Yeah. The field was a wreck. I mean, it just That's was right. not in good condition. Well, right. It was like 7,700 feet. You're right. It's it's way up there, man. It's pretty high. Funny, I, was t- I was talking to my brother who lives in uh, in in Boston, and and his girlfriend is a huge Pats fan, and he could not care about sports. And you know, she's like, oh, "I'm going to watch the game," and it's like, "Oh, I hope the you know Patriots score you know a, a home run." And she's like, <laughs> "Come on, right?" Like he, he's right? messing with her. Yeah, he was messing. Yeah. He knows enough to you know he's you know he knows enough to up. you know be stupid. But you know that's he, fun. Uh, but uh, so I told him I was like, you know, I I I, I was like. I love Tom Brady. I think he's the greatest quarterback ever. I love his release. I love his approach to the game. I love his enthusiasm and how intense he is. You know, I love Julian Edelman. I love Rob Gronkowski. And I was like, and and your owner, Robert Kraft. I was like, what a mensch. Like, that guy is awesome. Like, just he's such a philanthropist. He gives so much charity. Like, such a good guy. He's like, so you're telling me you're a Patriots fan. I was like, I fucking hate the Patriots. I was like, I just love those guys. (laughs) True. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Because that's more than a lot of Patriot haters would admit. Right. A lot of people say, I hate those guys. I hate Brady. I hate Edelman. I hate Grunt. Fuck Robert I hate the team. I love the guys. Yeah. Well, Jerry Seinfeld did it best. Like, that skit about, like, you know, it's just guys wearing shirts. And, and, you know, they, they change their teams all the time. And now that he's on that other team, well, now I don't like him because he's not wearing the shirt I like. <laughs> you know, he was, like, going through all that. Jerry Seinfeld did a great little skit on all that. Yeah, that's true. People are passionate about football, man. I mean, I, I like a lot of teams, but I'm always going to be a Pats fan, you know. I rooted for Denver, no question. Super Bowl 50, 100% I was rooting for Denver. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's also fun to see some of those guys – that shop at our store on TV, and my kids think it's the coolest thing. I'm like, oh, you see that guy? I'm like, he bought rings from us. Or he bought, he buys jewelry from us. <laughs> yeah. He comes every Christmas, and my kids are like, that's so cool. And they just they freak out when they see, you know, when they see, <laughs> yeah. you know. So it's a little fun. starstruck. Almost. And then I get them, you know, the jerseys, and then we wear them whenever we go skiing. Our whole family's in jerseys, you know. And that's it's, tight. Yeah, it's it's fun, and and so you know, it's an easy way to identify, you know, their dad when he's tumbling down the mountain, or or one of the kids, you know, oh, he's in bright orange. So <laughs> there he is. That's strategic. I like that. So, yeah. so if you had to pick, yeah, between living in one or another place, if you had to pick between living in California or the Northeast, okay, 
And, and that's where you live for the rest of your life. For the rest of my life. Yeah, that's your spot. Uh, that's the would you rather? Yeah, that's a would. That's that's one of the would you rather. So I've never lived in California. Okay. Um, have, you, have you been though? I've been to California yeah. multiple times. My uncle lives. I, I so I went to Super Bowl Fifty. I, I went to Palo Alto. I, that's kind of was my home base, and then uh, we drove in. I I I wasn't brave enough to scalp tickets because we had this whole crazy story where uh, me and my uh, two good friends went and we were like ready to buy three tickets and we're like, we'll spend up to two grand a piece. And we're like, that's going to be great. The average for last year's Super Bowl was way less and whatever. And who's going to come, you know, Panther supporters, like uh, who's going to come? And so we, we get there and this guy was like, hey man, you guys looking for tickets? And we're like, yeah, we're, we're looking for tickets. And he's like, great, I got a few tickets. I got two tickets. And so I was like, all right, you guys get those two, and then I'll get something else. And he's like, how much are you looking to spend? And I was like, how much are you asking? He's like, I'll give you these for 1500 a piece. And I was like, Dude. I was like, that's the best price we've seen. Like, everything else has been like $3,500, 3200 2800 Like, we haven't seen yeah. tickets. We're like, where are they? We're looking. We're like, okay, cool. We where heard there's the some sort of ink on the back that disappears if you touch it or rub it or something. And he's like, yeah, man, this has the ink on it. I was like, we're like, all right, cool, show us. And he's like, well, it's right on the back. It's right here. He's like, but he's like, these guys want to buy these tickets. And if you guys aren't interested, I'll just sell it to these guys. And we're like, no, no, we're interested. He's like, you guys get cash? We're like, yeah, of course you have cash. He's like, all right, cool, man. And so my buddy's like, let me just, let me just see it. And so he, he slowly, like, he reaches his hand out to take the tickets. And this guy behind us, like, 50-year-old guy, just reaches in and tries to grab the tickets away from, like, Everybody, us and yeah. that guy and the guy rips it away and the guy just he's like this big bald guy he's like six three like 50 years old and he just tries to grab the guy's jacket and the guy just pulls out of it and spins and just runs away and runs right into the traffic i swear to god oh, he no. runs right into fucking traffic and he like he does this thing and he cuts across and he disappears and the guy's like fuck i've been trying to catch that guy all day and we're like, what? He's like, he's selling, he's selling fake tickets. He's like, I, I knew it was him. I wasn't sure right away, so I didn't tackle him. But I wanted to see the tickets first. And then my other guy was waiting around the corner. And he's like, that guy's selling counterfeit tickets. Oh, shit. Oh, shit and man. we're like, oh, my God. We almost lost three grand to these fake tickets. It would have been like, oh, look, we got that tickets showed sucked. up. Three grand, yeah, and you would show up at the gate, and they'd be like, uh, "No." He's like, "Yeah," you're like, "These are fake." Damn. So, what would you, was there any follow up? So, no follow up. The guy's like, "All right, good luck, guys." And he's like, "And here's what you have to look for on the tickets." He's like, "There's ink on the back, and what you have to do is," and we're like, "Oh yeah, well, you press on the ink." He's like, "No, you have to create friction, rub really fast, and that'll create the heat, and the ink will disappear." Huh. And that's you know they're the real tickets. So we're like, "Okay," and he's that like, "Also, sense. the tickets look like this, not like that." And we're like. All right, cool. He's like, yeah, that guy shows up to like Stanley Cup games and like he'll just oh. make a mint selling. He probably tickets. got taken before, and he was like, he had it in his mind. He's been that that fifty year old bald guy, the big stocky guy. He's probably been sitting around for months, being like, dude, if I see that guy, get... he was a cop. He's, he's he was probably a cop. was yeah. he? Yeah, oh, he was okay. an undercover cop. So oh, like okay. Yeah. So yeah, he told yeah. us. Yeah, like he he hung out with us. We literally showed us his badge, and then he kind of educated oh, okay. us. Okay, that makes sense. But he was, uh, yeah, he was, he was. He was, I was, we were like, at first I like, I tried to box him out. I was like, Hey man, those are hard tickets. And then I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I don't know what I was doing. Off. Right. Man, that would have sucked. So, so do you think that means you're moving to California? <laughs> so, so yeah. So <laughs> I don't know how we got there. So yeah, California would probably, I, I love the weather there. It was February 
and I think that's where I was going. It was February when we went there first weekend. It was so beautiful. Yeah. It was like cold in Colorado. And and so I think for a lot of my hobbies, I think that would be great. Like I can cycle year round instead of sitting oh, on true. my my, my Wahoo trainer and, and looking at a tiny little Zwift screen and, yeah. you know, seeing how I'm progressing. Last night I was on it for an hour and 40 minutes and I'm like, I am bored out of my fucking mind. Like, uh, like I'm so done sitting on my bike because you put your own bike on it. You take the back wheel off and you put it on and you just sit there and you pedal and you pedal and you're like, I'm not moving anywhere. I have a fan blowing in my face because I'm sweating like crazy. And I'm like, this is so boring. But you can't lose your legs over the wintertime because then you start riding with all your friends and they're like, yeah, we're in great shape. What are you doing, Avi? And I'm like, well, I've been uh, (laughs) drinking bourbon and uh, watching my kids. (laughs) And I I sold some pieces to the Denver Broncos. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is, yeah. That's that's So so you're going to go with the Northeast then over California? What are you thinking? California. California. California and like I said never lived there but yeah. California will be my choice and uh and I, I, I guess because the weather yeah, yeah that makes sense that's Palo that. Alto you know probably San Diego you know somewhere it's beautiful but yeah San Diego San Diego's gorgeous you know we'll have to get a tiny little apartment and uh, I'll squeeze into that you know two million dollar you know it's pricey yeah, I know right it's pricey <laughs> the real estate out there is ridiculous it Denver is. has gotten crazy Denver's right there we it's, moved it's out here far. 20 years ago and like it was great here and now it's like nobody can buy a house anymore oh it's it's, it's ridiculous when I got my first one bedroom apartment I moved to Colorado in 2007 I got my first one bedroom because you know I came out here with family and stuff. When I moved into my first uh, two, it was a two bedroom. The split rent was about five hundred a month for two of us. A no two bedroom deal. apartment, right. thousand square feet, right? Yeah. Five hundred a month, no, no big deal. We can handle that it. same apartment now. Thirteen, fourteen hundred a month. Same apartment. Same apartment. Less, you know, 10, 12 years later. It's ridiculous. And forget about houses. Houses have like, doubled or tripled. Yep. Houses I, so, doubled, tripled, three, four hundred, five hundred thousand. I live near Sloan's Lake. We bought our first house, my wife and I. We got married uh, back in 06. And we bought our first house for like $165,000, $175,000. We sold that house a few years later, five years later, for like two sixty, And I was like, babe, like we made it like this is awesome yeah and, and then the inflation kept moving yeah and that was in like 2011 and i was like dude we crushed it and then we bought our new house for like 300 and like you know 15 or whatever it was and now both houses are worth you know at least twice what we sold and paid for it and we're just like we are so lucky we bought and sold when we did because for sure like this is crazy what's going on and and yeah the real estate in Denver. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it, it, it is almost on par with what California's doing. I mean, nothing's going to compare with New York, obviously, per yeah. square foot. But yeah. um, Denver's up there. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen over the next few years if the housing market continues, if it's going to plateau, continue to go up, or crash. But there's a mass exodus from New York and California. There is. Yeah, people are coming here. There like, is. They're Ca- like, you know what? I mean, especially with COVID, like, let me leave the big city. Well, a lot of people are leaving LA for that reason alone. And also from work from home has changed everything. Okay, so I've talked about this a couple times. I need to mention it again because it's good to refresh everybody. We are witnessing one of the most dramatic changes in human behavior that's ever happened. Like I was thinking about this the other night. Like one of the, what's one of the other big changes, like the big, the big thing is the the nukes going off at the end of World War II. Like, that changed behavior of, of humanity. War, yeah, 9-11 was also a huge one. That changed behavior of flights, how, how TSA works. so different. Yeah, so, so, like, yeah, that's... And we've witnessed two of them, yeah, for sure. Like, so, so that's... It's kind of crazy to think about that. Like, we're in the middle middle of it, and I'm, I'm all for work from home. I love it. I think it's a much healthier lifestyle without the, the travel to work. I know you have to go to a brick-and-mortar... But, but like you know just it, it's nice to not have to do that commute it saves me time during my day you know it, it, and do you find yourself just as productive 
Yeah, yeah, I get all my stuff done. I've had a great year. I've got some accolades, and nice. you know, as, as long as I get it done, that's the thing. But like, you buy yourself a little bit more time to live when you work at home, because so you, you know, if I have fifteen minutes, that like, you know, things died down a little bit. Everything's covered. Everything's handled. The day's going smooth. Sure, I'll handle the the stuff that comes up as it goes. But you know, what's five minutes to start a load? You know, or, or like in between calls, like, you know, you just hang a shirt, like, right. you, you know, so, so you could like do other things and live a little bit while you work. And I think that's, I, don't, a, I wouldn't be good at it. change. I, I know that about myself. I need to, I was saying this before we went on the air, even before you got here, I don't do well without having a place to go to do it. You know, working out, I have to go to the gym to do Creature it. I have it. Yeah. I, I like having to, this is what I'm going to do. You know, I've worked in the grocery business for almost 20 years. So I've, I've always programmed myself that we're going to work. Um, yeah, I can be productive at home and get things done and, and, you know, do things for the pod and this and that, but I like, I like getting out and, and going to work, getting ready, c keeping that routine. I feel like, um, when this is all said and done, there's certainly going to be changes going forward and work at home is probably going to be more encouraged or even accepted into mm -hmm. a lot of people's weekly work routines. Um, I think you're going to see a little bit of productivity and even the call out ratio go up because people have become so accustomed to working from home, schooling from home doing a lot of things on zoom, you know, I don't want to say promoting laziness cause that's not what it is, but it's, it's encouraging. Um, I mean, it's tough to say cause pro if productivity is not going down, we haven't really uh, seen what the trend is going to be going forward. I just feel like the past year and a half, it's encouraged people to roll out of bed and just log onto a computer right. and not, you know, take their morning shower, do their morning runs, whatever it is. Right. But I don't know. I think that's we still so have a lot to figure I out. Mean, so my kids have been, kind of back and forth with zoom and in school mm -hmm. and it's amazing to hear children say i wish we were back in school mm -hmm. like i hate zoom like i like i miss school and it's not just like you know we all grew up and we're like oh we hate school school sucks yeah, even though like, we all had a experience. great time and you know we was all our friends and we had recess and this and that and we like we enjoyed it but you know like the principal of it like oh we, we hate school school sucks and now the kids are like we love school like we wish we can go back yeah. to school and my kids like crave it they're like i miss the social interaction and well, like it's, it's like not being the same. in jail like if, if you're stuck in your house you're not doing anything like you, you get sick, like humans, like were originally nomadic. So like we used to like follow and, and go see the world. And, and so, so like part of that has to st still be in us to where we, we have that urge to explore, see new things, ex experience something different. That's why we love trying new restaurants, like different, like, yeah. you, you know, so, so like that's part of the human. And so when you're, you're quarantining and, and you're trying to have less exposure to, to C-19, then you're, you're essentially exposing yourself to not jail, but in a, a roundabout kind of, you get the same stir crazy of being, Isolation. you know, locked up. Yeah. yeah. Like you're locked in your house. Like when, when the pandemic first hit, like we took it very serious and there was like three to like, we did it for like uh, like probably five to six months to where we were getting groceries delivered, not going out. Like I would, I, uh, we took seven weeks off the podcast. Like, like You're scared. Like, yeah. Every, Just didn't yeah. know. You know, know. there's a lot of unknowns. And that isolation also was kind of weird. I mean, I think I finished Netflix like during that time. Like, <laughs> you completed Netflix. <laughs> you got the achievement. Yeah, yeah, it, it all pops up. <laughs> You're done. Good job, Avi. <laughs> but like, I mean, like we, they sh we, we closed our store down, yeah. right? Like we, I think it was like about six weeks and there was, 
there was not much to do. And, you know, I think jewelry was pretty low on people's priority lists. There were a few anniversaries and stuff. And I had uh, I, my customers. I'm so grateful for my customers. And like, sure. it's it's really this community that we've created. And, and my clients are like the like the most important thing that that's and they, they like a lot of them reached out and they're like hey like are you suffering like i'm still able to work and we're making money like we would love to buy something from you right now oh, for so december awesome. and i like it blew my mind like the generosity and the thoughtfulness people had like really blew my mind and they're like yeah you take care of us all the time like we would love to reach out and take care that's of badass. you this guy that comes in he spends five grand every christmas he's like you know my budget he's like i'm just gonna send you a five thousand dollar check i'll pick it up christmas time and i'm like Dude, it's April. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but you know, you can use the money to pay your employees and cash flow. And I'm sure you have stuff that you need to do. And yeah. I like, just like, I told my all, wife all and I was like, slow, I was, yeah. I was so touched. And I was just like, that's incredible. And I had a few other people reach out for similar things, not to that extent, but a couple of people, my friend, Justin is like, Hey, I want to, I want to buy, you know, you know, pair of earrings or a necklace. And, and I was just like, wow, like that it's so special that like that you're reaching out and you're thinking of me in a time like this. And yeah. It was, it was pretty phenomenal. Like, and we were able to see not just the isolation that we felt, but the community that, you know, in our, in, in our lives that, you know, that we got to experience, I thought was so special and the pandemic brought that out. So there was a lot of negatives that happened, but, you know, I just focusing on the positive and, and so much beauty came out of it. And yeah. uh, I don't know, did you watch that John Krasinski, you know, uh, oh, some yeah, good yeah. news? I love John yeah, Krasinski, man. Me too. I'll tell you this, cause I was kind of new to the office uh, watch thing. Die Hard 20 so, times through. Love it. Yeah. it. It's truly become one of my favorite shows thanks to my girlfriend. Um, and when COVID first hit, she's like, you, let's watch The Office. Just marry that girl just right oh, yeah. away. Yeah. It's, it's probably going to, I'll be, I'll be talking <laughs> with you, you know? Um, but uh, She's the right people. <laughs> yeah, she, she is, man. She's great. But she got me into The Office. And, and so we watched every episode start to finish in yeah. about, I don't know, three week period, three, four week. I mean, nine seasons. Oh, you crushed it. But you can crank them out, man. You know, you it's can crank so good. Them out. And then it's good to rewatch because you watch them, you binge it so hard that you're like, oh, yeah, that part. Yeah, I kind of forgot about Oh, this is a great skit. I forgot about that one. Right. I can listen yeah. to it in my earbuds, like working out. And then like, <laughs> I don't even need to have it, like watch it. Like I know exactly. It's like a podcast to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know what's going on. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's always awesome. a good I hear podcasting is pretty cool. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's got a good rap. Well, so, so now, I think you got one more that we haven't I do. tried. So Jenna Fisher and a Angela Kinsey, dude, uh, uh, Office Ladies, the Office yeah, Ladies podcast, yeah. another podcast which is just phenomenal. They, they do yeah. amazing. They do great work. Yeah, yeah. They, they, those girls are fantastic. I do listen to them, and uh, they they were up for the iHeartRadio podcast oh, of the really? year, and I hope they won it. I'm not sure what the results were, but they deserve it. Those 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 two are tremendous. So I follow Jenna Fisher on Instagram. I do too. And, uh, and I thought she's a great follow and she does a matter of stories and she like, she bakes bread and I also bake bread and I do sourdough and yeah. different things. And she's a lot and of fun. So she's a lot of fun. And, and so I, I, I messaged her once and I was like, you should do a podcast and every episode you should watch the office and talk about it. Did you really tell her that before I, office ladies? Yeah. And I said like, that would be so cool. And I didn't hear anything back. And three months later they announced this thing and I'm like, that was my idea. Now it probably wasn't. It's probably their idea. And you, many million people okay, had it. And it was probably, you, you probably, you yeah. reiterated it. You were one of the twigs. But that, I, that I was like, I was fire. like that, that's like, that's what I wanted. And I was so excited. And like, and that's then I awesome. got to listen to that's it cool. and I was like, it was phenomenal. And, but yeah, I, I totally, I, I had that idea. I mean, I'm sure, you know, people have been telling them that for years, but, um, but yeah, I was like, I was so excited when they announced that because I'm like, I would love to learn more about the office as an office nerd. And so one of the things we do at the store is we have date nights, like 
couples like their couples and their happiness and and is really important to us so we'll have like once in a while we'll have like a date night at the store so we'll invite you and your your your, your significant other and then you can invite some friends and we'll do like a trivia night so we did office trivia okay. so everything That's was fun. just about the office and you come with your friends and then like it was just 40 people because we don't have that much space mm -hmm. and i wrote all the questions myself and at the end of each question, we would like play the clip that had the answer in it. Oh, that's cool. After we would announce the answer and mark the team. And like, we, we like, it was 10 teams and four people per team. And so like we had, you know, Creed was on one table and, and Angela was on one table and Jenna and, and, you know, and, and, and John. And so like everybody or, you know, otherwise known as Pam and Jim. And so everybody, you know, the Dwight table. And so it was really cool. And, and so like we had all the points and we'd stack it up and, and it was just a ton of fun. And we've done, we've done friends trivia um you know it's like the two shows that like you know I've, i i know kind of inside out nice. um so i think our next one uh we kind of we put it to the group after we're like you guys want to do parks and recs yeah, like what, what do you want to do I was about to ask you about that yeah so i think our next one's going to be parks one. and rec i've watched that That's one cool, twice man. i've watched office probably four or five times i've seen office twice through now yeah. in its yeah. entirety yeah, and, and I, was the second time better than the first? It was, man. I was. I said it on the show a couple of weeks ago. I forget what guest we had on. I said I, I, I teared up on the finale. Right, the second time. time through, you know, and Phillips was like, you know, she's like, I'm just glad that we have all this documented so I can look back on it. Right, I was like, oh, that's so nice. Right, you know, and I love when when Michael Scott shows up in the end, you know, in the finale. Don't ruin it. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> I mean, if you haven't seen it by now, you haven't seen come Office. On. I'm not. If you haven't right, spoil alert. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, on. you're right. I'm not going to spoil the end, but I, I like the interaction with Dwight and him for sure. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I think that I, I still and I don't know, I've probably watched it, like I said, a dozen or two times. And every time I watch the final episode and I usually will start from the beginning and I won't jump around and I watch it throughout and the final episode comes and I just I cry. Yeah, man, I, I cried, like, man. Like I'm, I'm glad I'm not alone. Right. <laughs> no, and it feels good to cry, man. Right. Like it's 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 important. That's the modern man movement. Hashtag modern man. That's right. Yeah, Art's cried a lot on this pod. I haven't cried yeah, on the pod, but I'll cry when I watch John the started getting a little. <laughs> oh yeah, John started, John X shed some tears I, on I this show. I forgot what we were talking about, but it, it really was moving me. And when you were telling me about the person, yep. you know your your clients that care about you, like I almost started getting a little teary yeah, there because it's, it's it's a beautiful like like if you can appreciate that those sort of acts and like you know actually see them for what they are like. You know that that's what makes life worth living. You know, with COVID happening, there's there's a lot of loss around us that you know is coming faster than it should. You know, yeah. There's there's all these diseases and life life is 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 a fickle thing. Like it's it's temporary, and and so to to find beauty in those sort of moments, I think is is so crucial and important for people to to focus your energy yeah. on that because that's around. You, you know, and you you can centralize your mind around that opposed to just reacting to everything. It's easy to be negative. You, so true. You, you know, but, but it's, it's difficult to, to sit there and actually be like, man, my life is good. You know, I, I have it covered. Like I work hard. I, I have my bills paid. I eat food. Like I'm, I'm good to go. Like, you, you know, it's, it's hard to like appreciate ourselves sometimes. And, and so like moments like that, I think it's good to, to, to talk about that because you know, there's an energy there and, yeah. and, and if maybe someone's missing out on that energy this week, you know, they got a taste of it there. And so, yeah, I, I love stuff like that, man. Yeah. It, it's really, I mean, and then it made me think, I'm like, who should I reach out to and who should I do that for? Right. Whether it's a restaurant owner or where, like, should we order takeout or, you know, who's that person in my life that I should reach out for or people in my life that I should, you know, or, or who are the people that, you know, are, are servers that they're like, we lost our jobs mm -hmm. and now we're we're just living on, you know, on 
you know, on, on that, you know, $600 and plus, you know, the, you know, the, the unemployment, like who, who are those people in our lives that we can reach out to? So that was kind of important. And, and my wife and kids, you know, kind of, we talked about that and, and, and we, we decided to give some money to charity and, and, you know, support a couple of That's different awesome. things. But, uh, but that was definitely a conversation we had and, and, uh, and, you know, looping back with, you know, some good news, like there were some beautiful things that people were doing in their communities. And, and I was just like, yeah. it was so touching. And it was so special. I think so I cried special. every single episode on that. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. It, it was a great show. John was, Krasinski did a great job with it. Like it's John like, it's like it. a laugh cry where you're like. <laughs> it was. Right. There was, so there was beautiful. And he's so funny. And every time he gets up. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's in his undies. What's but he he's wearing this week? Oh, he was actually wearing sporting. He wears a tutu. Yeah. Or he wears yeah. underwear, right? Like you just yeah. never know. Like, yeah. John Krasinski is an amazing man for sure. Did you see A Quiet Place? I did. And yeah, the second one's supposed to be coming this year. Okay. It was so supposed we, to drop we finished the first one. And then good. we're like, when's the second one coming out? Like, yeah. That was so good. Quiet Place was, was good, good, man. It was good. And I watched that before I watched The Office. Did so you really? That was my introduction to John Krasinski. And then I saw him as Jim Halpert, who we all know and love. Right. You know, who who doesn't love Jim Halpert? Who doesn't love Jim Halpert? Your, your, your office prankster? Come on. If I if I could come up with pranks half as creative as he can. He's good, man. Like, I, dude, I would. I, I try to what's prank my fa- girlfriend. What's your favorite prank? Okay, Ooh, so right now one. I got a couple of them. So, so my favorite ongoing prank is hiding my girlfriend's phone and, 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 it's, and no, no, so it's, mean. it's because she has the apple watch so she could ping it oh, no. and, and so if i hide it in the right place like she's like where's the ping coming from like i've hit it behind picture frames and stuff so it's like it's in the hallway but and she's she like, knows where? this is a thing yeah i'm into that yeah that's so that, that's, that's fun good. for me um, yeah what's what's your favorite gym prank oh what's my okay i thought you were t- talking personal no but that's a good one i like um, that one if i did to my wife i would be sleeping on the couch but yeah <laughs> yeah no, that one's fun um man there's so many good ones ah uh, y- y- you know do you remember the one with asian gym yes that, of course that, one that was, was classic that one's oh hilarious. my god that one killed me and at the first time i watched it i was like that might be one of the especially best when he they ki- replaced jim when he kisses pam okay. you know it's like oh shit and then he was in the picture so, so, yeah. so the one where he yeah. where he does the quarters in the phone oh my god that one cracks me up like like I, I, every night i've been adding a couple quarters into this or whatever and because <laughs> it's like remove them all in one shot so that, he hits himself in the head yeah. with the phone <laughs> and, and that was part of the skit where it's like he's in the office you know they're in the meeting and dwight's like and he pulled this prank and he pulled this prank he on me names and, and, all of them yeah, and jim's yeah. just sitting there like oh yeah yeah that was that good was, right? yeah that was in that lineup. That, that one was great, dude. I love that one. That was uh, great. There was some. There were some good ones. I like when he built the super desk. You know, mega yeah. desk. Oh, your mega desk. That's mega what it was. Desk. That and was a good. It's all answered the phone down low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I call this what the quad desk. Yeah. But it's only three. Oh, I guess you're right. And then he calls his phone. Dwight Schrute <laughs> calls under. Oh, uh, I like so when brilliant. he. I like when Jim showed up dressed as uh, as Dwight. You know, oh, and he's playing the part. You so know, good. He's oh, all, Michael, Michael, Michael. And then Dwight gets up, Michael. That's a good one. It's blurry. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> yeah, and he made, yeah. he made some Dwight Schrute comment about, about bears or something. You know, the black bear versus bears. bears. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Battlestar yeah, yeah, Galactica. Yeah, yeah. Hell That's, yeah. Yep. That's good stuff, man. There's yeah. a lot of good gym pranks, man. Yeah, there's some good stuff. I mean, so like when I was doing trivia – for the for like the office and I had to write all the questions. I got to sit down and like I was watching each episode and I tried to write like a question or two and then I would see what would make the cut mm-hmm. at the end. But one of my favorite questions that only like a few people got was uh when Jim had to send the rundown, 
Right. Remember Jim was, yeah, yeah, was doing the, the rundown with the new manager. Right, with the new yeah. manager. And so and so he had to send the rundown and and you know, he was asking all these questions like what type of rundown? Can I see yeah. your format? Like I don't know. Like it's a triathlon. I'm gonna run to the rundown, like swim to the run like he's like this whole thing and and so he's like, All right, well send the rundown to your, your contact list and Jim's like, Oh, just the the one I have? Like and he's like, Yeah, you're he's like, Okay. So do you remember who Jim sent the sent the fax to that was my question i forgot how i phrased it exactly but it was oh he who did he send it to i have no idea i'd like to take a, a guess but i don't yeah, know. yeah go for it um I, I would like to say like his japan maybe okay no 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 they, he sent i don't know i Man. wonder if there's anybody watching and they're like oh i know exactly yeah, they, know. Know. they probably yeah. do yeah i think if i knew what season number would that would help me a little bit i have some friends that know like I mean, you tell them the episode, they're like, oh, that's, that's season six, season, episode yeah. four. You yeah. know? And you're, I'm just like that. That's crazy. Yeah, because I know, like, my girlfriend, she loves the, the seasons up to, like, five, six, somewhere in there. Once Saber takes over, it kind of, like, starts to go a little sideways. Yeah. Um, but the rest of the pot of Sabre? Sabre, yeah. Sabre, yeah. <laughs> nope, don't like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, who does Jim send the facts to? Um, We'll put it in the comments. No, yeah. <laughs> be a teaser for the Some, end. So people are chomping at the bit right now. I know. No, what is it? What is yeah, it? what is it, man? He's, he sends it to his dad. His dad? He okay. sends it to his dad. Okay. And so, like, two, two, two of the teams got it right, and nobody else. They were like, oh, shit. Like, That's a good do? question. And that was a good one. And so, like, somebody asked, like, oh, one of your questions should be, like, what was the um, – uh, the, the office has a surplus and they have a whole debate whether they should buy new chairs or a yes, new copier. Yes. How much was a surplus? And I'm like, that's $1,500. I'm like, that's way too hard of a question. Wasn't it 1500? I don't know. It was 12 to 1500. It was like, that. yeah, something and like I remember that. Pam went hard on the campaign of we need new office chairs because my chair sucks. <laughs> I'm going right. to step to the head really quick. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm going to do the same once you get back. Cause we're going, we're going long again. <laughs> we still got a fourth whiskey to drink. So right, right, we're, exactly. we're far from done, ladies and gentlemen. We're far from done. But yeah, so Pam was advocating for, for the, the new chairs. chairs. And I think it was, um, let's see, was Stan or uh, Kevin Malone or no, it was Oscar. Oscar was like, we need the copier. The copier. We need it. Right. Him and Jim, right? Because Jim yep. didn't want to make his own copies anymore. Yep. He's like, we got to have the new copier because this thing's junk. And That's they're all right. like demonstrating, you know, Pam's like, oh no, it works just fine. Look, it works, you know? And yes. Right. That's right. So the the chairs versus the copier, and they ended up getting. Uh, get, was that the same episode where Michael Scott fell in love with the the catalog with the the office chair girl, the picture of her? You know, I, I think that was a different episode okay. because they ended up at the graveyard, and you know, remember that and like Dwight you know, closure, right? Yeah, she like died in a car <laughs> but, accident or but, something. Yeah, but it, I like that the office does that, right? They bring the storyline back, and I like. I just I think it's so smart how they do that. Like they they mention things and they bring it back later. The writers did a great job. Oh my god, tremendous, They're phenomenal. Like yeah. all those guys and and you know, John Krasinski went to school with uh, Ryan. What's his? It's his. Ryan, uh, uh, he's another Boston guy. Um, who's uh What's his name? Uh, but yeah, him and Mindy Kalin are are big writers on the show. Uh, I can't believe I forgot his name. We drank too much. It's possible. Yeah. Um, it was cool to see some of the casting tapes that Peacock just released. Yes. Did you see any of those? Yeah. Where I mean, there was a lot of people that auditioned for roles that I didn't even realize ever right. would have auditioned. You know, Cal Penn, I think, or not Cal Penn, but uh, um, the guy that played uh, Harold in Harold and Kumar, he auditioned for Jim, Jim Helper. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. He auditioned yeah. for, for was Dwight? it Dwight? Yeah. yeah. It was so cool. Uh, it was cool to see those auditions. So a lot tapes. of that stuff is on on uh, YouTube. 
Is it? So you okay. can like you could just pound like some of that like the outtakes and some of the and it's phenomenal and like you just you start laughing. So there was one where you know Jim and and Pam were moving to Philly. Yes. So Pam interviewed for a job and she met the, another Michael Scott. I forget yeah, his yeah. actor name, but he actually auditioned to be Michael. Okay. And so, like, some of the lines were, like, verbatim what he used for his audition tape. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty cool. Those so, were cool to see. Yeah. Did you see any of those art, the, the audition tapes of, of the Office original cast? Yeah. Some, some of the, the, you know, actors and actresses that threw their hat in the ring. Right. We're talking, like, Joe Rogan was, uh, was like, like, went for Dwight and... Uh, uh, Seth, so, Rogen. Yeah. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Yeah. Yeah. Seth Rogen. Okay. Went, no, went I didn't see those. were cool, man. I saw some of the casting some of the casting tapes. Yeah. That, that was cool to look back need, on. Do you need to use the hat? I'm good. You're good? Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll take a run if you guys want to do a little more office chatter. you got to run the board. <laughs> That's fine. I'll be right back. Yeah, we can do this. We, we, we got... talked about this before we started. <laughs> we we press record. And... Right. No, I think it's so great that you guys have this all figured out and you're like yeah we just we, we go for it <laughs> well i mean you know th- this is this is we, i mean we want to have some drinks with you you know get to know you and and just like let people let people be a part of it you know because yeah. I, I mean this is a lost art as people yeah. just sitting around talking it's true but yeah. you're in sales so you're a good talker yeah i i've i've been in sales for i would say pretty much my whole life and uh it's funny. I I'm also very competitive. So uh, so when we were kids, we used to play a lot of Monopoly and Risk and different board games. Oh, and... Risk is one of my favorites. Right. Yeah. So uh, so when we played Monopoly, I would like invent things like insurance. So you were close to you know you know my my yellow properties and you know you're about to land on Marvin Gardens or Ventnor Avenue or you know and and or Atlantic and I would say something like you know hey you know you're a seven away from landing on Ventnor or, or whatever the property was I haven't played in so long because my wife doesn't let me play anymore because I'm too competitive because you come up with insurance <laughs> right I say you're about to land I got three houses on each and I used to know I mean like that the values like if you bought three houses on each like how much you if you yeah. land on me I would know off the top of my head and uh and so and the three houses on each I still remember it was the best value if anybody you know still plays but uh so three houses each or the hotels, like that's kind of where the value comes in. But I would tell whoever's close to landing on me, like, hey, like pay me insurance. And then if you land on me, like you pay me 200 bucks, you land on me, I won't charge you even though it's $850. Yeah. And so uh, my dad's like, man, I, I don't know how, but and I was like 11 or 12 at the time. He's like, you're going to be in sales somehow. And he's like, you're going to be successful. And so I was like, well, I don't know what that means, but you want to buy insurance? And he's like, yeah, I'll take the insurance. <laughs> I mean, sales is fun, man. Yeah, sales, sales is fun. I just love the people to me. Is well, like... well and it, uh, so selling cars was a strenuous job, but like it was fun helping people get a good vehicle. And uh, How long did you sell cars for? Three years. Where? Uh, Shomp. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Was that easier than other dealerships since they're like one price? and? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad. And, and you like carried the whole transit. I, I, could, I could talk cars and... Yeah. And then that whole stuff for a long time. But like sales is interesting though, because like you, you learn to relate with people, like you find common ground and that's part of the sales thing is like, how can I relate? Like, you know, how can I get them talking about anything, uh, anything else other than what we're doing here? Because, because that's how you truly build a bond is, is like, uh, is good questions. It's true. You know, and it sounds like you do have good questions. Like you get to know your customers really well. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, uh, it's, it, it, I, it's 
to me, it's not a it's not a taught art. It's just you know I just enjoy people, and it's just you know it's it's kind of fun to get that's... to know people, and also you develop your network that way in your yep. community, and so that's something that I really love doing. And the more I've gotten into cycling or hockey or bourbon, like we're creating these communities, and so like on Strava right now, we have a small club called Bulo Cycling. And so if you're on Strava and you could just look up Bulo Cycling, feel free to join and I'll let you in. And then I think when it gets warmer outside, we're going to start doing like Sunday morning rides. And, you know, we can do, you know, some intense ones or some relaxed ones. But we'll, we'll, cool. we'll and we'll support each other and help each other out and work on different things like cadence and this and that. But it's a great forum to support each other in just a community way. Now, now are you doing bikes where you could change the gears so like your cadence? Can oh, yeah. 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 So, uh, I, so I use an app called Zwift. And so Zwift talks to my trainer. And so my trainer is, is a Wahoo kicker. And so if I'm going up a hill, it'll make it really difficult. So I have to change gears to make it easy for myself. Mm -hmm. And then, so it'll show like a 9% incline or a 10% incline. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it'll be like, it'll drop off and then like negative four, negative seven, negative 10, negative 12. And you're just flying. I mean, the screen says you're going 45 miles an hour and you're only putting out 200 Watts. Mm -hmm. And so it's pretty cool to say you have to change gears and you got to mess with it. But at Thank God it does that because or else, like, literally, I'd go out of my mind. I mean, it's so boring riding indoors. Yeah. Yeah. Unless yeah, you have well, something awesome. interactive like a, a true Peloton. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're cool, man. I've never ridden one. It, they're, they're fun. I, mean, I would they love got, to try They one. got the strap and shoes and everything. It's a super smooth ride. And, um, I mean, it's the, the, the whole idea behind just, you know, being active and, and seeing all the stats does help my motivation level. I'll say that. But, you know, like today, man, like, you know, last week I only worked out twice. You know, I still worked out during that week, but only twice. And then, and then this week, today was my third day. Yesterday was kind of like, a, like I didn't quite push it as hard as I could have. And then, and then the day before, like, and then so I came on today and I like really wanted to work out. But then once I started working out, like it was a pain in my ass. You, you didn't have it, right? Your legs were yeah, dead. Yeah, I was, I was like, I was like having a hard time. I wanted to quit like three times during the workout. And and there's just something about going through that and finding like the stride, like okay, I'm, I'm not looking at the clock. Like, let me just stay. And then, and then just feeling like Hundo said it. And once Hundo, like he was one of our old guests. Uh, and, and he said like, when you're working out and, and you, it's your mind and your body and movement and, and you're in that, that, Rhythm. that moment, like there's something about that. And, and so like I, I get into that from time to time when I'm working out and that helps push me through, but nice. there's something about that process of wanting to do it wanting to quit while you're doing it, finishing doing it. And, and like, you just feel accomplished afterward. And so that's the best thing about working out to me as a cyclist too. recovery days are super important. Yeah. So those days where you ride when your legs are dead are actually very important and you shouldn't push it too hard on those days, but it's important to get that half hour to an hour in just spin your legs out and just keep moving. So you want to keep a low, a higher cadence and, you know, have your wattage way down mm. and, all of us, you know, we're like, oh, we're competitive. You know, like once you're like 20 minutes into it, you're like, I'm going to start pushing it now. On some of those days, it's better not to because it's better to push it on the next day. Yeah. So those recovery <clears throat> rides are important. So when you kind of tell yourself, man, I don't think I have it today. That's recovery day. Take yeah. it easy and, and recover. And then the next day, push it a little bit harder. But yeah. take advantage of those recovery days. Those are really important and they help you build your base. Yeah. So they help you with stamina and they help, you know, just strengthen your core and, and your legs and, and your breathing and your neck. And I mean, there's so much that goes on into it. I mean, you're, you're hunched over, right? So I don't know about the Peloton well, well, I'll, as well. I'll do, I'll do some weights though, too. So you'll sit up on it. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll kind of do both. Um, shoot, what was I going to say? 
completely forgot, but I didn't forget about the whiskey. Oh yeah, yeah. let's see that. fourth whiskey. Yeah, because yeah, I'll tell you this, man. I, I'm not good at doing working out or doing bicycling. It's something I'd really like to get back into to be a little bit more active. But what I am good at doing is drinking, <laughs> and I do too much of it, Avi. It's that's the truth. So what is this so, one that we're trying? So whiskey ex- number four. Exercise your liver all the time. I do, hey, man. Man, it's exercise. My liver it looks counts. okay though. Right. My good. doctor might argue, but I think it's all right. So what do we got going on here? So which one is that? Is that? Is uh, this? This is the fourth one we have. Is that Molly's? So Molly's Spirits. Molly's is also a local store. There's, I think, two of them in Denver. Um, I drove out to the one more south, Denver, um, and uh, and I picked up this bottle. One of my buddies that knows that I like Eagle Rare store picks, he's like, hey, man, I was just in Molly's, and they dropped it, but you have to ask for it. And so I went in there, and I asked one of the employees. I'm like, hey, do you have that Eagle Rare store pick? And they're like, yeah, no problem. Let me get you one. And so they limited one per customer, um, but this bottle is phenomenal. Okay. Uh, I, you saved the best for last kind of thing. Is that, is uh, that how no, we not it? necessarily actually. Um, but I, this, this would be one of my, this is my top two. Uh, so yeah. Look at all these bottles in the camera shot here. I'm gonna have to move these out of the way. I'll be, I think. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a little messy, but that's fine. That's okay. You know, this is, this is, this is episode so 85. This one though, this is the one we're doing right now. So I'll leave that one there. Yeah. This is the first time we've done whiskey tasting on, on discussion combustion, by the way. So we appreciate you bringing yeah, all these in. Absolutely. So whiskey number four, let's give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. Much spicier. Oh, well, that one's got a little bit of a. You know, I kind of, I kind of like the spice and the kick, though. Is that growing on you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because that's like, you know, you know, we have how, to how I got all this. <laughs> that's how I got that. <laughs> you know? See, my dad told me it was from eating mushrooms. I love mushrooms. That, well, he said, mush- he said mushrooms would put hair on your chest. That's what dad told me <laughs> the whole life. I've never heard of that. But then I became yeah. an alcoholic, so that's maybe great. that's what it is. Uh, yeah. Do you have a hairy chest? I do have a hairy chest. I'm I'm a hairy man, but I uh, but my my dad used to tell me he goes uh, he goes you know eat this it'll put hair on your bones. <laughs> hair on your bones. <laughs> That's, That's what he used great. to tell me. Instead of mushrooms, he would say put hair on your bones. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. This is a good one, man. I like this one. Yeah. Um, definitely a good whiskey. No question about it. This has been delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to take a picture of one of these. And so you think I should probably ask? Like, so speaking of these- hair and cycling, most. Real cyclists and my uh, like yeah. most guys that are really intense will shave their legs. Is it aerodynamics uh, or what? No, I think it's actually because if you fall, um, the hair can like rip out your skin and like so they're trying to avoid. I think that's what someone explained to me that and it's what? my buddy Adam that shaves his legs, and so I make fun of him all the time for shaving his legs. Yeah. And my legs are not shaved, Naturally. and I am very proud of not shaving my legs. And I still go on more intense rides, and you know I'll ride with you know some of the guys at the PHP group, which is the Park Heights Peloton. And these guys this past year have pushed it so hard. And I wasn't able to keep up with them for the first, you know, six, seven rides and finally built my way into it and was able to keep up with them the whole time. But um, these guys are flying 28, 29 miles an hour. I mean, these guys are, are super strong. And some of them are, you know, cat three, cat two racers. Yeah. Um, but most Sounds of these guys shave their legs. And uh, and so I, I am not at that level yet. So as much as I enjoy cycling... Yeah. You're not shave your legs. I, I I don't know enough to shave my legs yeah. yet. Yeah, I think swimmers do that too. Don't some swimmers shave their legs? That's aerodynamics, right? That's uh, that would yeah. be. Well, you're a swimmer. Well, I guess it would be like water dynamics because it's not right or or you know kind of the same same theory. Though. I mean, I'm, I'll never shave my arms or my legs. I, I've buzzed this down. I've cleaned up the belly. The lower back has to get tamed. Y- you know, of course. <sighs> Of course, the genitalia. Manscaped. Area. My girlfriend yeah, got me manscaped. And, and the pits, but I've never. Whoa, touched. whoa, whoa! We need Wait, the pits. Wait, whoa! Time out. Yeah. You, you guys uh, don't. You guys don't clean up your pits, bro. You're not shaving your armpits. No, no, but it's like a buzz. It's like a buzz. It's not shaved. 
So it's it's like a it's like a one buzz. Right now, mine are long. No, but have, dude, if you have I'm not never in a pit here, bro. No, if you've never done it, you uh, need see, to try I'm the it. same as you. I'm like, yeah. You guys need to try it. But, like, but for why? What do you gain from it? Because you gain less um, sweating and things that hold the sweat. Really? And, and and it's just it's 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 a little more comfortable and it looks better. Like you think this looks attractive? Like I have this arm thing like with all these scraggles coming out of it. Like that doesn't look good. I hear that. But hair on her face does. But I've I've never done that. my. I legs. used to have a beard, and I no shave November. I actually did the mustache. Oh, you did November. I did Movembered it, and my four year old and my eight year old. I have two daughters and two sons. My daughters, nine year old and four year old, they were very displeased. They were like, <laughs> I had I had, I had I had very similar beard to you, but I shaved it off and I just had a mustache. Yeah. And they were just like, No thanks. Whoa, hey, what are you doing? You know, you look like a pedophile. <laughs> Why is the mustache so creepy? Yeah, why does the mustache give off the They were not vibe? happy. My my nine-year-old told me, she said, uh, I'm going to shave that off while you're sleeping. And I said, they didn't like what? it. You're, what are you talking about? I was like, it's, it's... So we kind of talked about it, and she's like, it just doesn't look good. And she said, you don't look as handsome as you usually do. And I said, well, sweetie, I said, it's it's first of all, it brings attention to you know prostate awareness. And mm. I said, not only that, I said, you know, this might be a good lesson that we shouldn't take ourselves so seriously because, you know, we're just we're just people, and we're, we're here to hang out and do good in this world. And... And so she's like, I still don't like it. <laughs> and so eventually, we actually got family pictures, I think, on like the 17th or 18th. And so I, I shaved it off because my wife yeah. very sweetly requested that um, she didn't want to be married to a, a pedophile in, in our family <laughs> pictures. And so she appreciates if I took it off. And so I, I acquiesced to her uh, request. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure I told this one before, but, uh, you know, once growing up, my, like my dad always had a beard growing up and so you know where this is going i was like i was like dad please just shave like what if i what if something and i and i don't know what you look like shaved and and my dad he shaved he shaved and he came out and it looked so awkward to me <laughs> and i bet you he felt super awkward too how could, old were you i was you know uh like 13 okay like around 13 14 right. impressionable but like it's like how I feel like when when I go too close now I'm like oh like I I feel like a turtle like I feel like I look like so, so yeah it's it's did you tell him to put it right back well yeah I was like oh, I was like oh my god dad and I was like you should totally grow that back like so, it, yeah it my dad my dad's a big dude and he's got this big mustache and uh, and so he shaved it off one day and he just came downstairs and it was like breakfast time we're all sitting on the table having breakfast together and we're like what what did you do. What? You look like a turtle. What? Why would you shave that off? And he's like, "You guys don't like it. It's so comfortable. I could feel the breeze now." <laughs> he's. We're like, "No." And he's like, "All right, I'll put it back." But it looked kind of awkward when he was starting to regrow it. Because well, well, you're used to seeing you this face your look. whole life, yep. you know, oh. and then all of a sudden it changes. So, so as I've seen my dad grow, he's became more more gray. And and one time. I was going to go meet him at, at Brown Palace Motel to see, like, the pouring, you know, how they do the champagne pouring. And everyone, like, oh, look, they're pouring alcohol on this big glass. Oh, is that the Christmas thing? Yeah, it's, like, one of those. Yeah, yeah, that's so, cool. So, so it could be fun. Um, but my dad, he was, like, he was kind of dating new, and and, uh, and he had done Rogaine. Oh, no, not Rogaine. He did Just for Men. Just for Men. or Wherever it dies I'm it. assuming that's what he did. Oh, like where Touch he, of Grey or something yeah, where like he that. Just for Men. Where, where yeah, Just like, for Men. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, Rogaine regrows, yeah. That's right. Just I always, for men I always make that mistake. Um, yeah, that's kind of what people like me use. Guys like you guys don't need that, but when we lose our hair, that's what we use. Uh, Rogaine. <laughs> right? When our hair starts thinning, 
you guys look like you don't have that problem, but yeah, guys like me use Rogaine. <laughs> okay, if it works, I mean, it looks good, man. Oh, it thanks, does look yeah. good. It yeah. does. But I couldn't recognize right. recognize my dad. Like <laughs> I saw him, and my girlfriend was with me. I'm like, "Is that my dad?" I'm like, "I don't know if that guy's my dad." And she's like, "That's your dad." And I'm like, "I don't think it's him." Like I was, I threw me the f off. Really? When yeah. you're so used to, yeah, you, you you know, that's what you've seen for so long. Especially when they change the color, that can really throw you off. I know my pops growing up, he had a mustache. You know, he had like that Jeff Foxworthy mustache for yeah, for a little yeah. bit in the '90s. And so when he took that off, I was like, "Whoa." You know, it's, you're just, you're so used to seeing someone a certain way, you know, it's like when someone with long hair cuts it off, but yeah. I like the beard, man. It's fun. I shaved mine off, uh, in October. Cause I did a Halloween thing for Joe exotic. I, that's, that's why I went that's as awesome. Um, so I got rid of everything and just rocked the Joe exotic, you know, kind of mustache and I've been growing it back. True since. handlebar. Oh man, I did it. Oh, how long was your beard? Mm, about as long as it is right now. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, in, in some other podcasts you that I've watched, it looks kind of the same. Yeah. 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 That was the only time I've shaved it, you know, the sides and everything. I've, I've had hair in my face since I was able to I grow it. I actually did notice that on one. Uh, who was it with? Um, I think the guy that actually works for, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Mountain. Uh, Mike, Mike Patchen. Yeah. So I think he was on and you had a, a clean. Oh, did I? A cleaner look. I, I probably could have, man. It's, and, uh, it's possible. And I, I did notice that. And uh, I was wondering. Yeah. 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 That's... Uh, I like to try to rock a little bit of facial hair. You know, I know my, our good buddy Craig came on a couple of weeks ago and said, I, my beard looks like a, you know, you took a lint roll across a cat and then smeared it on my face. And I can appreciate that. You know, he's one of our good old friends. So <laughs> when it's just us, like we start, we just start making fun of each other. That, that's kind of like our go-to. Oh, so yeah. he's coming down to that's, drink. That's what happens. Jamie, the Jamie host. is coming in, man. We're almost two hours into this podcast. Jamie, I got some really good bourbon to share with you. Jamie is, is joining us now. This is, you know, it's episode 85. You might as well. Jamie, you should try some of this bourbon. This yeah. is good stuff, dude. So, so take okay. what, 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 are you, what are you drinking right now? Crown. I guarantee you yeah, 100% it's crown. crown Royal. Crown. That's crown. Okay. All right. Which one should we uh, we start them off with? What was, okay. The so last one was really good. The last, okay. yeah. The last one's really good. Same that with the first one. That was one. the Molly's, right? Yeah. All right. So, I was so, really excited about this show because Kevin told me last night we have a whiskey guy. We have a whiskey man on. And, and sure. trying not to drink during the week. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, dude. We're, we're doing it right now. Yeah, this has All been right, a good one, you go. man. So this is a, an Eagle Rare 10-year store pick. So this is picked by Molly's. Right You're in it for sure. Yeah, we got you. So this is what now? Cheers. Cheers. Eagle, Eagle Rare 10-year. Cheers, yeah. So do we sip it or do you yeah, shoot it? Sip it. Sip it. Sip it. I enjoy it. It's a little it's spicy a, a right away, but it has a really nice finish. Oh. Huh. It's smooth. It's really good. It's smooth because we, we, really we've right? talked about a lot tonight about... I've never seen you guys so pale on one episode. Oh, yeah. We've been doing some drinking, but... <laughs> I feel like I'm flush. Maybe he's turning pale. Am I pale? Yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> maybe I need more beer. <laughs> those bottles are up to the yeah. top. I don't know. So, so do we got a word of the week, Kev? I think Kevin finished those when I was in the, in the bathroom. Yeah, we do have a word of the week. <laughs> What's that? Oh, We're bringing in the word of the week. Yeah, we got to do our word yeah, of the week since, segment since here. Since Jamie's here, he can take a crack at it. We're going to throw you a word, word see if week, you can uh, guess what it right. means. Yeah, This is fun. I mm-hmm. think you guys probably know this. Um, <laughs> what? I just find things funny. It's the word of the week time, guys. You guys know that, you I know, come down here you can, you can send it into uh, all of our social media platforms. You guys know the game. Word of the week is a weekly segment. Give us your, your words. We've had some kind of interesting ones at times. Um, but this week we have a fun word. I and mean, then it comes out of Sparta, Kentucky by a gentleman by the name of Alexander. Thank you, Alexander. No, not thank you. No, this is going to be terrible. Go That's going to be great, man. <laughs> and the word of the week is parabolic. Parabolic. 
Okay. Parabolic. This is a term we use in the stock market quite a bit, so I am familiar with it. In the stock market, I've heard it as like a parabolic microphone. Yes, and huh. you actually just nailed it. Okay. So I heard it in a, a show called Vikings. Parabolic. It yep. So very mean. Cr- any other? Cool. I'm no. I, I don't know what this means. I, so using the sentence, mean? we'll use yeah. it in a sentence. A parabolic mirror behind a spotlight projects a parallel beam. So what does a parabolic microphone do? So I've seen. Um, a parabolic microphone, yeah, because that 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 also came up because there's a couple different means with this. Like with the stock market, when we talk about parabolic, and that's why I like this word of the week because I do a little stock trading. When something goes parabolic, it's you know when the stock market's at an all time high or it's it's into its resistance point where people think it's going to crash and it goes well beyond. Okay. They say the stock market has now gone parabolic. We don't know where it's going at this point. Essentially, right now the S and P 500 and the Dow Jones are parabolic because they are all time high and they're so overbought. Everyone is anticipating a crash. But the stock market is parabolic right now because it's just is is can you is that like a, is synonymous with uh, with like volatile? It's well, I mean, it is and it isn't because yeah, the stock market volatility, of course, you know, it can go up, it can go down at any moment. But the term parabolic basically refers to here's what we know on stock charts. But the stock market is parabolic right now because it's hit that resistance point where it sh- a sell off should happen, but we don't have enough data to say where it can go at this point. So the stock market is parabolic as we sit. But in, in in addition to that, because you had mentioned a parabolic microphone, um, which also does come up under this uh, definition. So this was a this was a great word of the week by Alexander from where was he from? Sparta, Kentucky. Yeah, K- Kentucky. Kentucky coming well, up. With speaking Kentucky, of, you Kentucky, know. Speaking yeah. of Kentucky so, bourbon, yeah, right? You're K- back in, man. I, I got you. Kentucky <laughs> coming in with a red hot word of the week. Oh, that was good, man. That was real good. Yeah. So um, Kentucky, and I like it. You know, we're sponsored by Kentucky tonight. Or, we got the Kentucky yeah. bourbon, bro. So, so can Kentucky I? Can bourbon. I? The one that I like the most? Could I have yeah, a little of, more taste? Of course, of? yeah. So um, I think you like the Filnor, right? Was that the second one? The Eric, what was the first one we did? The 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 first one was either Filnor or Argonaut. Argonaut was the first one. I, I think I want to do the third one again. The third one. The third one. You you should try the third. One. So the third one was actually brought to <laughs> us right outside, uh, um, uh, New Hampshire. Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah, that that's hometown that yeah. whiskey, that bro. Cappies. Yes, please. You, they went to the Packy and they got some epic whiskey, bro. Yeah, that's what it is. Thank you, sir. Thank you. So yeah, try that one for sure, Jamie. That one is. It, that I want to try the first one, one again, Avi. I mean, the first one, the Argonaut. So, so yeah, that's this one. That's this one, man. I'll pour you. I want to do this one one more. Yeah, thank you so much for for bringing this over, man. Of course, yeah, dude. This was this was. You get a lot of gifts or guests around here. Yeah. This was yeah. a discussion combustion first uh, with a guest bringing in four bottles of whiskey and glasses for us to taste yeah, them out what, of. What a treat! Yeah, so it was, it was funny. Yeah, yeah. So these are called Glenclaren glasses, and it's for. traditionally what you use to drink like a, a, a whiskey, a scotch, or a bourbon. And and uh, before the podcast, I was like, you know what, I should really do. I should I should research why it is because I don't really know. I just know that's the proper glass. Yeah. And I and I failed, and I didn't do that. Oh, so, so these glasses are not correct? No, no, they are, but oh. I don't know why. I, I don't know the it's, meaning it's, behind the shape it's, it's and everything, probably, but there is there's like a breathability and like yeah, it, it like harnesses so, the smell and so like there's a thing with it, but I don't really I don't fully understand. I meant to do the research and, so, so and kind of drop that knowledge as a smart guy, but I, I didn't. <laughs> I'm just going I'm just going off of my opinion here. So this this probably isn't actual, but I'm going to make it sound like it's right. So so <laughs> we'll edit the first part out. So you just come out as super smart. The bottom of the glass is 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 wider. So it has a base to do the aeration, like like you know it aerates a little bit, you know, and then and then it narrows at the top. So 
you know, the, the smell is more focused. And, and then while you're drinking it, what that does is it wisps the air in through the top while you're drinking it out of the bottom. I love it. And, and, and that helps create the taste because because when you sip something if you sip it with your breath you're going to taste it more that's true so, so, so the I glass helps do that <laughs> so have you ever played the game i had to cross my leg and sit proper <laughs> while i said that you know i felt I, i'm in that mood this is this is nice so these are actually Glen Fittich. That's the, what you're referring to. That symbol is the Glen mm. Fittich. Uh, um, that's their stag. Um, but have you ever played the game Shenanigans? Yes. Yeah. So Shenanigans is, sounds like a game you'd be awesome at. And it, they basically they give you a fact, and everybody has to read, uh, has to make up a fact about whatever it is. So one of the questions is, why do bagels have holes? So one person <laughs> has the right answer, and they tell you. And then everybody else will come up with like an answer. And then the person has to decide who is the right answer. And they'll call shenanigans on the people that are lying. And then, and then the one guy. So, yeah, that, I feel like that's a game you'd be really good at. Thank you. I've yeah. been in sales for years. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You'd be good at that game too. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's great, dude. That's great. Man, this has been some good whiskey drinking. I'll tell you what. This has been. So give us the answer. Why do bagels have holes in them? So so bagels have holes in them. Kevin knows. <clears throat> um, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so right. You got you either you got to know it or make it up right now. You're on the spot. Yes. Yeah, so, so, no, have holes no the reason why they do that is because you know, your proper bagel, you 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 boil it, right? And and so boiling the bagel, it helps like getting the, the, the water boils and it helps cooking it all the way through. Because if, if you had it solid, then it, it wouldn't cook all the way through the same. That's actually exactly why they do it. You were spot on. Really? Nice. That's the, that's the real answer is because it cooks it evenly. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I have Damn, I didn't know that. I have amazing yeah. That's bagels. why bagels have holes in it because, yeah, you bagels. want it to have that chewy texture. And so you have the hole in it to accomplish that. And so somebody came up. We were playing the game. And someone's like, well, they do that because of the racks. And that's how they're able to mass produce them. You hang them on the rack. And it brings them through the boiling and out and then into the bake. And we're like, well, that's for sure the right answer. And the guy's like, I made that up on the spot. And we're like, damn it. That's funny. So I got it right? You got it right. Wow. Yeah. Damn. It is. It I, I think right. that is right. We'll have to research it. and, and trust, you know. Yeah, I'm and sure. Listeners, correct us if we're wrong. But Arthur yeah, the, has good intuition. The listeners right? probably will correct You know, wrong, I trust my intuition. I will tell you this, man. I love bagels. A bagel and a schmear, that's one of my go-tos. New York bagels. Oh, they're delicious. Oh, so God. Rosenberg's, have you been to Rosenberg's? Rosenberg's are phenomenal. But have you been to Bagel Stop in Parker, Colorado? I have not. Dude, but Bagel Stop's Rosenberg's bomb. is, they actually. Mark Trimble they, does not like them. What? You know, they treat the water at Rosenberg's to. to no, to, they bring in New York water. So I, I heard they used to or originally, but now they treat it to get it to the hardness huh. of New York water because it, it's not economical to bring it in. Yeah, that's that's logistical. Um, so I, I think they treat it so it has like the same hardness and then mm. they make it, uh, but they boil all their bagels and their bagels are phenomenal. They, they are good, but they don't toast them there. And that's so interesting to me. Like they don't toast their Never bagel. Never toast a bagel. Right. Yeah. What kind they, of heathen they, are you? No, but they and, and, but their bagels are delicious and they just oh, yeah. put schmear on it. Yeah. And but I'm telling you, a bagel stop in Parker is like it's been there forever. Like my brother worked there it's growing good. up as a teenager. Like it's been around and it's worth the drive. Like it's worth the drive. You like I, I always get the lox cream cheese on a jalapeno yeah. bagel. That's the shit. Yes. I uh, see. I like garlic bagels and or everything. Bagels. Everything. I'm an everything, everything guy. is usually everything my go-to. Bagel. Yeah, so you toast a bagel. Here's what you're supposed to do. You toast a bagel, or this is like from my New York friends that like I said, oh, I love bagels toasted. And they're like, 
you don't toast a bagel if it's fresh. They're like, yeah. Avi, what are you talking about? So they, they kind of schooled me on that. But you toast a bagel when it's a day or two old, and then you put the cream cheese or whatever okay. on it. But when it's, when it's fresh, you don't toast it. You really? You just have it. Oh, yeah. Now, if you go to like Dunkin' Donuts where their bagels are like meh, yeah, Schmeh. then yeah, toast it because it'll taste better. But a really good bagel, like a Rosenberg bagel, Interesting. don't toast that. You and eat that those fresh are good and bagels. It's phenomenal. It has that pull to it. Where you yeah. pull it away from your mouth and it has that 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 chewiness to it and mm. oh man those bagels are awesome dude I'm craving some carbs and <laughs> I'm craving it now bagels are good now what's the go to cream cheese do you like just like a basic you know Philadelphia kind of whipped spread or do you do like a little bit of chives some people like salmon cream cheese yeah, yeah yeah I'm a traditional guy just straight cream cheese but I also love spicy so I'll load it up with like depends what mood I'm in but I'll put fresh jalapeno on Ooh. my bagel and then I'll put you know. I'll do anything but capers and, and salmon. That's my go-to. Cream cheese, caper, yeah. salmon. Oh, so you do oh, the man. traditional locks. Like, that's my jam. Yeah, see, yeah. I, I like I'm the... a Jewish guy. Well, like, and, yeah. This is, like, yeah, this is, like this is, my, this is my heritage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're from the Long Island area. That's you right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. He knew why there was a hole in the bagel. <laughs> no, but he was trying to see <laughs> yeah. what kind of creative ass- right. ass- he Right. He knew it. I didn't know Arthur was going to come up with something cool. I just fucking... I didn't know. Whatever. I'm glad he said something because that was going to horse again. Yeah. Dude, sometimes my horse shit is the purest. <laughs> I like bagel sandwiches, dude. I, I'll tell you that. That's one of the things my girlfriend and I do a lot. We'll make a bagel sandwich. So, you know, kind of like a Dunkin' Donuts has like a big and toasty or something like that. Yeah. Just your traditional a fried egg, two slices of bacon on an everything mm. bagel with a light dosing of cream cheese spread. You got it yourself a Money. good sandwich, bro. That's a good sandwich. Yeah. So, um, I, I, you ever, um, what are those, uh, those glasses that you have the screw on top with, uh, uh, the mason jars. Mm-hmm. So what I learned was what you do is you take the top of the mason jar, uh, you put butter on the inside of it, and then you put butter on the like the 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 back the your griddle. You put the mason jar down, that just the top of it, not the jar, and without the middle piece in it, right? So it's kind of hollow. And then you crack an egg right on top of that. Now it cooks the egg on a low temperature, on a low heat, and it cooks it perfectly. And then you have this perfect like circle that goes right on top That's of why the egg McMuffins are so yes good. and so like i was trying to imitate that so what you do is you take that same top of the uh, uh, you take the same top and you kind of press it down on the bread and you turn it and now you have you have the bread that is matches up perfectly with your egg size mm-hmm. so like i make my kids and i put cheese on it and then i make oh, them like yum. this perfect sandwich in the morning and they're like they're blown away when i did it i don't know how i I think I watched a YouTube video about hacks or something, and I was like, I gotta try this because I'm a big breakfast, breakfast I, I guy. I love those top ten hack videos. I love that type of yeah. shit. Yeah, so like it was one of those, and I'm a big breakfast guy. Every morning, I'll make my kids egg in the basket. I'll make waffles or pancakes Sunday. or something. Gotta have a big breakfast. Yeah, so I do it every day with my kids. We wake up early, and I take orders, and I tell them the kitchen closes at eight. School starts at eight thirty, so you got to get them, you know, going. But uh, they they get to put in their breakfast orders, and I make a breakfast every morning for them. And, and oh, that's so awesome! That yeah. was that was a cool. You're thing. a great dad for doing <laughs> that, man. Yeah. That's that's my thing. Dude, you, you just got all this energy, man. He's I know. all of a sudden he's father of the fucking year. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean dude. Well, <laughs> and, and he's also like checking people on the hockey rink while, oh, man. while either staying take, away from people, getting a dope <laughs> pass or throwing an awesome pass, and then also hooking it up with the bling. Avi, you're covering a lot of bases, man. Yeah, thanks. I Come, appreciate that. Yeah, crushing the breakfasts, bro. So I want to know about the blintzes. Are you, are you messing with blintzes? Blintzes. Oh, I, I, you're a man that knows what you're talking about. Man of culture right here. Um, so, I'm in the yeah. business. Potato blintzes. That's kind of potato and cheese. Oh, bomb, dude. dude. Bomb.com. And yeah. I come from a Polish heritage, so I love pierogies. Oh, okay. And pierogies are big, too. I'm sure you, you know. Of course. You know, we got yeah. the, I sell in, in the kosher industry, we got a little bit of the golden, uh, the potato and cheese pierogies. Hell, yeah. 
Uh, those are delicious. Yeah. We got a pierogi factory here in Denver. They do pretty good. Which They're, one? Um, it's right off of, um, it's like Wadsworth and just north of 70, the pierogi factory. It's Wadsworth pretty good. Wadsworth and 70. Okay, right near the Costco? You ever had a pierogi? It's like 44th? It's like potato inside of like a noodle sort of thing. It's it's almost, yeah, it's a, a pierogi. What's the best way to describe it, it's, Avi? It's, I mean, like, it's, <clears throat> it's like a big ravioli, but only potato on the inside. Potato, cheese, stuffed. Um, but it still has like a dough? Yeah. 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 Fry it yeah, up. It's like a potato ravioli. Yeah. Yeah. And Basically. Lot, yeah. And a lot of different ways you can serve it. You know? Or you can put egg in it or chorizo and potato. And like, there's a bunch of different ways to do it. Pierogi. They're bomb, man. They're bomb.com yeah. for yeah, sure. They're good. My yeah. You would love it being from your, you know, your German kind of food. It's very similar to it. Um, yeah, it is very similar. Yeah. Polish and German food. I mean, yeah, super similar. Man. Yeah. I love sauerkraut, you know, kapusta. I love kapusta is a, is a huge dish that I grew up on, which I is. I put sauerkraut on my burgers. I mean, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I am in. I, I'm I starting to get hungry, guys. So, so, so I've been trying to die. I mean, sauerkraut recently. on like you guys have this guy over everywhere, right? Know, sauerkraut yeah, on a good hot dog with I mean, mustard. Just come yeah, that's it. <laughs> sauerkraut, mustard, onions. That's, that's all I it. need. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I could even skip the onions and just go sauerkraut and mustard. But yeah, the onions yeah, do add that a nice flavor. I love onions. I love onions too. Yeah. It's all, you know, personal preference. Right. Delicious food. Yeah, and, my uh, kids, it's so funny seeing them. Like, my son will be like, I want an omelet this morning. I'm like, what do you want? And he's like, I want onions and tomatoes and I want, you know, peppers and this and that. And then my daughter will be like, I want jalapenos in it. And then he'll like, I'll have jalapenos too, right? Just because <laughs> she's younger than him. So he's like, I got to one-up her. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's everyone's preferences. And, uh, yeah, the kids are hilarious in the morning That's with, their, That's awesome. with yeah. their orders. So, so yeah. it's, it seems like... Uh, you know, this will be a good question for you, man. We we generally like to ask our guests this question: if if you can give a piece of advice or, or or a word of encouragement to humanity to help better humans moving forward in life, like what would be the one piece of advice that you would that you would give the people? I give the people one love, I guess. I mean, we're all a community of people. You know, I mean, we're we're a Jewish family, and and you know, we have our Jewish community, and and we have our larger community, which, which is you know the people that live next to us, and then, you know, we have you know our, our Bulo Jewelers community, and and you know all those people I hold very you know near and dear to my heart. But there's you know that Beatles song that like what if you know there was no religion, and what if there was no borders, and what if like mm-hmm. what if we're just one people and one love, and and so I, I just like you know just love your fellow man, and and you know that's like that's it like. And that's it's also a big you know Jewish value is uh, is you know treat your fellow neighbor as you know you wish to be treated. And I think that's a, a big Christian one too. And I think that's that's so important. And and treat everyone with respect and love and, and kindness. And you know your life will be happier and so will theirs. For I sure. I think that's my that's my Especially answer. Nowadays. Especially yeah, nowadays. You need it more yeah. than ever, man. Yeah. That's for sure. I yeah. mean to wrap this thing up, dude. This has been so. To put it in perspective, this is the longest episode we've ever we done did, in discussion of Russian history. We keep you guys just can't end now. There's still whiskey. We, we, we <laughs> just keep whiskey in the we keep bottles. setting the bar higher and higher. You know, we had Avi in here with the whiskey, and and man, that was delicious. I'll tell you that. What a great comfortable buzz from all that. that right. I mean, really, really solid, smooth. Yeah, no hangover solid. tomorrow either. Yeah, with, with the ten year, you're gonna feel great. We're gonna feel good, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for thanks uh, for bringing that, my palate. Yeah, of course. This yeah. was good. Thanks for drinking on your. Uh, 
You're limited in January. Yeah, yeah. It went, it went from dry January to, <laughs> to drinkless to, to yeah. fuck it. Right? Yeah. yeah I've been not drinking fuck less. Because you we been were responsible. Yeah. You were responsible. How was the last so one? Was that the one you wanted? January? Yeah, it was delicious. Nice. It was delicious. Yeah. You weren't trying to drink in January. Yeah. No, but I've, I've went I've went four or five days completely no drinks in January, and I've cut down the amount of drinks I would normally have, and and a lot of nights with water and tea, opposed to whatever beverage I have in bed. You know, so, so, so I've been, I've been trying to improve and that was something that I, I wanted to do for myself after doing sober October two years, the first year I did sober October, none of those ha- healthy habits stuck. And I just went right back to the same unhealthy habits. And then, so after the second sober October, I wanted to make sure that that was making an impact on my life. And, and that's why so soon I wanted to try to give myself another challenge to, to slow it down. You know, because, cause it's about long-term changes and it's not easy to believe and achieve guys. Believe and achieve. It's it's not easy to make these changes. It's it's hard to change the food that we ate. It's hard to push yourself to work out, you know, and and make sure that you're recovering still, and, and but still push yourself. It, it's it's hard to drink less, you know. It's it's hard to get yourself out there and be more social, you know. It's it's hard to do these things. It's hard to give that presentation in front of people, you know. It's part of life, and these things are difficult, and they're difficult for a reason it's supposed to be a challenge because when you overcome a challenge that's when you're going to feel the achievement and and remember to pat yourself on the back for all the goals that you've already achieved because we have to remember that we're winners already even though we got a new goal we're still a winner so believe and achieve that that's my that's my believe and achieve for the week you know that that, i mean let's we can all do it i love that i love that that's that's beautiful Bring in the 80s music. Dude, the yeah, so, soapbox raw. You, you, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I got to do this at least once an episode right. where I preach a little bit. I got to preach a little bit because I'm struggling and I'm pushing through the yeah, tough times. Dude. And you can do it too. Like, I want to punch I want to punch the camera. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. I know. Let's do this. Right? <laughs> we can do it. Absolutely yeah. we can, man. That's awesome. So one, one of the things, and I think community is so important, especially supporting each other. Uh, with something like that. And, and so one of the things I do is I have a, a group of guys that I get together with and we drink bourbon and we play poker. It's po- it's poker night, but we really, it's an excuse to, to drink and, and hang out. But uh, uh, I was going to say, and everyone brings a unique and rare bottle. Oh, interesting. And so we all get to sample these like phenomenal bottles of whiskey. Um, so whoever has endured our yammering on for so long, uh, if they uh, if they want to reach out and uh, and be part of that, or I have this phenomenal bottle called George T. Stag, and if anybody knows what that is and you've listened this long, you're welcome to come down to the shop and I'll give you a pour. And and that's probably that's what turned me so, on to bourbon originally. Yeah, and so, that so is the best bourbon I've ever had in my entire life. George T. Stag. It's one of the five antique collection of the Buffalo Ooh. Trace. And when you guys come down, I'll, I'll, I'll pour you a glass. We're coming down there, Avi. Hell yeah. Um. So yeah. So I'm downtown on 16th and Champa. Uh, we're on the 12th floor of the university building. Um, we validate parking on 15th and Champo. So when you come down, you don't have to worry about finding a parking spot because downtown can be intimidating, but, uh, we're there cause it's central for everyone. And, and we feel like, you know, we can reach the most people that way. And, and we're kind of a referral business. So, you know, you, you find out about us and you send your friend in and, and, you know, just like I made it on here with the, a referral of a friend and, and, uh, and, you know, John's been a client of mine for years and, and, you know, we've become friends and, and, uh, and I've been on his podcast and he's bought tons of jewelry from me. And, um, you know, I just, uh, it's, it's a, it's a really nice community and, and those referrals are, are kind of what drives us and, and keeps us in business. And it's been a really fun journey so far. And I feel like we're just getting started. That's exciting, man. That's awesome. 
you know, we're, we'll, we'll include your business in the show notes below. Anything you want, we'll include it down there. If you guys are watching, uh, just scroll down. You know, you can find Avi. What was it? Bueller. Bueller Jewelers. Bueller Jewelers. Um, great place here in Denver. You know, obviously you can go have a, a little How's bit. How's that spelled really quick? B-U-L-O-W. Uh, B-U-L-O-W. Yeah, Bueller Jewelers. Yep. Okay. I mean, that's your go-to jeweler here in Denver, guys. Yeah, that's where I'm going to go. You're going to have a glass. Shane Company? (laughs) Who is that? Forget your friend Half Mile East of Arapaho. I'll tell you this. You can go have a bourbon downtown. Yeah, for real. That's right. (laughs) That's what's going on here, man. Bulo, baby. That's right. That's the spot where you get your personal touch on your personal wares while also tasting some of the best it's good bourbon. Oh yeah, this, That's is, good this bourbon. has been a pleasure, man. That's what I do. That's what he That's does. That's what man. he does, man. This dude's a I champ. Think that's what guys need. They need to go somewhere and drink whiskey. <laughs> dude's a champ. They're buying, you know, really expensive brand. That's what it has to happen, and that's what that's, that's what, what we are. Yeah, that's what Beale Jewelers obviously captures. Well, um, we, great stuff, man. Yeah, we totally captured the organic conversation tonight, everybody. We love you. We're doing a solo next week. We're excited to talk with y'all, um, and and just keep it going. Let's keep growing in 2021. Kevin, wrap us up, man. Look, man, this has been a good one. You know, this is the longest episode we've ever done. First time experience drinking whiskey. Another uh, great friend that we've just made. So happy. Man, thanks yeah. for being here, brother. Absolutely. Thanks this for having me. This was a lot me. of fun. You know, we're going to keep ripping, guys. It's 2021. A lot of things coming at us at a rapid pace. We're back with you next week. You know, you guys, you know, got to own it. You got to own it. We got to let it rip, tater, chip. Um, you know, let's just keep grinding, man. Believe and achieve man. your goals. Believe and achieve. Mm-hmm. Go hard. Go hard. Go like Jamie does. Do what Jamie does over there. You know, he pops in, drinks a little bit of whiskey. So I want to give Jamie a quick shout out. Dude, stop smoking cigarettes. Dude has cut down drinking during the week. That's not easy to achieve, man. Jamie's doing it. I want to give you a quick shout out, man. He's doing that new year, new me kind of thing. Yeah. Good job, man. Yeah. For sure. You're looking good. Much love, brother. We Avi, appreciate it. We're so you happy you came in. We, we always have our guests back. You're coming back in here. I would love to. Yeah, probably be all like three man. months or something, but we're, yeah. we're getting you back in for a repeat. Yeah. And, and we'll man, do a we home that we'll do a best. Weller lineup next time. I want and, to be uh, on. Yeah, yeah, we'll do course. a four-way. Yeah, we'll do a four-way sit. Yeah. Yeah. I got another mic, you know. You got it. Well, thank you for having me. This is great. Yeah, thanks for making time to come down, man. I know we had to move some things around. I'm glad that uh, you know you overcame COVID and it didn't yep. uh, didn't hit you too hard. Thanks for sharing some delicious whiskey with us. Thanks for uh, what you do for the Denver community. Um, man, this is fun. Can I also plug? We're doing a blood drive. Um, plug it. So we're doing a blood drive through the store. We, we you know it's part of our community service, and uh, we're doing a blood drive so you could find that information uh, on our website. Uh, so we're going to do a blood drive. Um, I'm blanking. I think it's, I think it's February 10th. Uh, we're doing it, but we're going to do it in the store location. Uh, there's a conference room in the building. Uh, like I said, we're on the top floor, so this is going to be on the second floor. But, uh, so if, if you haven't give blood in a while and, and you would like to, uh, you know, there's a, there's a big need out there. And so if, if you have, you know, especially if you're, you're O type and, uh, you know, that's, that's really needed. So come on down and, and, and help us out and help the community. Excellent. And we'll include that in show notes below. Cool. So that uh, the listeners, the viewers, you know, if you want that so link. So there's a link on your website? Yeah. That we could find? Okay, maybe we just post that. On we'll there. include that in there, man. Yeah. We'll get people heading your way. Perfect. And, uh, man, what a great night. Thanks so much for being here, brother. Absolutely. Let's, let's do this again soon, for sure. I enjoy the whiskey. We enjoy the beers. Always a great time, man. Best listeners in the business, we love you. No question about it. We'll see you guys back here next week. Y'all be good to yourselves. You deserve it.